Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday session is brought to you by the badasses at More Beer. Visit them at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Anchor Steve Brewery in San Francisco, California. Anchor Brewery Company, ladies and gentlemen. we got a live studio audience here. Welcome to Anchor, everybody. Yeah. The guys have been on the show since that, that first episode, and we talked about some of the new beers then, but you've, you've done some more since. There's a Sour Mash IPA on tap right now. Uh, now, you raise your hand if in this room if you ever thought you'd taste a, a Sour Mash IPA at an Anchor Brewing Company. And if you <laughs> raise your hand, I know you're lying <laughs> because nobody thought that. And so I'm sure the brewers are excited about that too, just getting to, to grow along with craft beer yeah. uh, in, in such a historic brewery. Um, so we've got a lot to do today. I want to point out before we move on that our very own Tasty McDill right here has broken his hand. Oh, no. Oh, well, I don't know why I'm clapping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that shit happens. You know? do, you think, do you think Tasty just signs his own cast? Just his own signature <laughs> yeah. over Well, Tasty, you got the wrong color yeah. because I, I figured the guys would sign your cast, but it's black. It is going to make it hard to sign, but I'll have yeah. I'll have like a white uh, ink pen or, pen or something. Okay. I was talking about it. I was like, yeah, it's black. You can't sign it. And he goes, oh, what the girls do, they just put on the red lipstick and then they kiss it. Wow. Oh. He didn't say <laughs> that. I just made that you up. You made that up. Yeah. How did you break That's the hand? That's a good idea. Tasty? <laughs> you well, you it. know, I could have been running down a mugger or... Uh, right. Uh, could have been. You know, saving somebody from something, but uh, I fell off a ladder at home. <laughs> While you were brewing or... No, I was uh, <laughs> trimming trees, uh, you know. 
Chasey, uh, he has, a, wall, he has a walloping willow. What am I doing that for? I don't mean any the offense. Weren't closed. I don't, I don't mean any offense by this, but should you really be trimming your trees yourself at your age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Even well, like, yeah, I mean, sure. In retrospect, I'd have to agree with you. I broke my, you know, you broke your hand. Well, and at 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 my age, I mean, I'm too lazy to fun. do my trees. I you can't oh, lazy. Oh, you can't lazy hire thing. that out. Uh, sure, I could. Now you're thinking about it. Uh, right. well, of course, now I would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 2020 hindsight. Yeah. You know, that's one of the official signs of being old, falling off a ladder and breaking a bone. It it's, is. Yeah, that, that is a turning point. I thought it was the, when you just fall off your chair. The nurse said, yeah, in a few, week, a few weeks we'll have all the Christmas uh, decoration guys who falling off ladders. Uh, <laughs> oh, for that. man. Yeah, you tree trimming guys. Yeah, well, you're in all the time. <laughs> you tree trimming guys. Yeah. When I look at you, I think uh, a couple things. One is tree trimming. <laughs> What? It's fun. She called you a tree trimming Once guy. Once you get started, you can't stop. That's why I was I was sure. That's why I was sure that you did it brewing or something, like you were on a stepladder for the mash tun or something. But no, the dog ran underneath you while you were, you know, no. graining out. Or well, at least you didn't break a hip or something, because that would be endless fodder for me. No. So, yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm uh, getting modified, so it'll be a cup holder. It's almost a cup holder <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, it's frozen yeah. pretty much like that. So I'm going to... Have they just gone all the way around with I'm the I'm going to go to a body shop and have a Bondo or some, or some other stuff on there. <laughs> yeah. We could pinstripe it out. It'll be great. Yeah. I feel like you should then patent that cast for uh, beer I drinkers. See it. Yeah, I could uh, you know, get in, uh, in cahoots with the, uh, you know, the cast people. And, okay, uh, yeah. Get my, uh, patent it. Patent it, yeah. What's in your glass, Tasty? <laughs> well, I'm drinking the uh, Liberty... Oh, you went for the Liberty Ale. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, God, I've, yeah. I've been drinking that a long time. Yeah? Yeah. It's a fantastic beer. It's great. I've got the uh, California Lager, which I think is my favorite new – I know it's a couple years old now, but my favorite new anchor beer is the California Lager. That and the uh, Breckles Brown. Is it Breckles? Oh, that's great beer. Yeah. yeah. That, isn't that a fantastic uh, brown? Love that brown. JP, what are you drinking? Uh, classic steam beer, baby. Oh, you went classic? Very yeah. Nice. Well, I started with Liberty, had some of the new beers, had the uh, Anchor Christmas, which is tasting really, 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 really great, and then uh, decided to go steam beer, man. Okay. Why not? Moscow? I went with the winter wheat. That's a new beer. Yep. Okay. I did have the steam first, though. Nothing beats the, the fresh steam at the brewery. Yeah, yeah I had oh, that first, baby. too. <clears throat> yeah. So I walked back through the brewery, and something in the open fermenters is at High Croyson. Did you guys go back and see that at all? Isn't that a beautiful site? There's big open fermenters, and it just it's like almost overflowing. Yeah, we miss that a lot when we start doing conicals, and it kind of takes you away from the the living organism that you're actually taking care of. Yeah, you know, it's uh, so bringing carboys. We've seen that, but uh, here on such a large scale, yeah, it's really cool. What beer is that right now? That's at High Croyson, there, guys, that we saw back there. It is the steam. Okay. Steam's not the only beer you do in the open fermenters, though, is it? In, in these close ones, yes. Those are steam beer fermenters. Okay. At the very end of the hole, there's two open ales. Okay. Mm. Mark's saying that in the room uh, with the, 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 the open fermenters in the closed room, that's just steam, and then the open one's out over there for ales. All right. We're going to talk more about that with you guys later when we talk about the new beers, too. I just – you can't yeah. walk th- – you can't come to Anchor and no, uh, that's a great site. go look at, at yeah. the open fermentation. No, I've done it twice. And it's right across from the hop room, so you kind of get stuck in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the brewers like to, you know, like that. Beautiful. Can you guys get out of the way? I'm trying to work. <laughs> yeah, no. They're actually really cool. This oh, is, for sure. I've been into breweries before, uh, and I don't pl- it's, it's a place where people work. Yeah. Where I'm yeah. in the way, and, and people let me know I'm in the way. Yeah. <laughs> at Anchor, they're so welcoming to people. You, I've never gotten that feeling. I've never gotten an elbow in the ribs. Uh, <laughs> at the 21st Amendment Brewery, I, I've gotten an elbow in the ribs. Well, that's that place, is, a, that place is an OSHA hazard waiting to happen, so it's not, 
but th- I've been up there, uh, back there a couple times today, and each time I thought for sure I'd be asked to, you know, what do you, you know, what are you here for? Make sure there's no errant tour people there. No, no everyone's smiling and answering questions. It's a, it's a really inviting place. I and you look that. practically homeless. So <laughs> I, I feel like I feel should. practically homeless. Have <laughs> yeah. so you seen my mortgage balloon payment? <laughs> All right, I, I need to prep the audience for something here quickly we're going to oh. do in the first segment. We're going to do a couple of things because we want to give away some prizes. Anchor donated some things for, for us to give away to you, and then we brought some stuff from the Brewing Network as well. So I want you all to think about right now, uh, we want to give a prize to the listener who came the farthest today for the show. And that could be farthest in the Bay Area, too. That, that's all right. Like, I came from Martinez. That's How about emotionally? About as far as I think I've come farthest, like, emotionally to <laughs> just, be here. Just today? Think, yeah. 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 I, mean, I will take that into account. Sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you, I ask. You win. So just <laughs> think about it in a couple <laughs> minutes. If, if you think you've come uh, a long distance today for the show, then let us know. We're also going to be looking for the most either Anchor-branded or Brewing Network-branded uh, people in the audience. Then we've got a couple mm. things to give away to you. Let me do a couple of announcements uh, for the folks at home and our listeners here. Our Winter Brews Festival is back on the docket this year, of course. It's our sixth year, I think, <laughs> doing Winter Brews Fest. Wow. We're doing it uh, Saturday, January 24th. It's always the weekend between the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Another festival has encroached on my date. Boo. Yeah, That is a perfect date. I can understand why. I've been waiting for someone to wise up and do it. Um, it is a perfect date. Yeah, I think like the San Francisco international fest where everyone gets really drunk and throws up on each other. Is, I think that's the same day. Sounds awesome. Which sounds cool. It's got to be going to that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just Sunday in parts of the city. Uh, yeah, that's every Sunday. Uh, but ours is January 24th. It's back out in Concord, home of the all-new Hop Grenade. Uh, so you can party with us at the Hop Grenade. Uh, information will be up on the website soon. I just wanted you to save the date. we got a bunch of merchandise on sale now, so you can just go to our website, hit the store button, and uh, we're trying to move a bunch of our good stuff for the holidays for you guys. So some stuff is as low as 8 bucks. Uh, another big announcement. This one's fun. As some of you know, uh, some of you love, some of you hate, the <laughs> Brewing Network has won Brewing Network Club of the Year in the uh, National Homebrew Competition uh, four years in a row, I think have, it have is. Have you guys heard about that? I mean, uh, Matt, Matt, have you heard about that yeah, at Matt, all? Matt, how many years have we won? It's four, right? I, I, <laughs> uh, Matt Peterson from Doe's. Uh, he's always keeping track for me. I'm Beer pal. Sure. And he is kind of a beer pal. That's good news. So uh, when we won it this year, uh, Rogue Brewing Company gave our club a prize, which is for two of our club members to go up to the Rogue Brewery. They're going to put them up uh, at the apartment house above the Rogue Tap Room. Yeah. And then there's going to be a brew day. I think we can go to Rogue Farm. We're doing this whole thing. So uh, what we've done is we've compiled the names of all of our club members that entered uh, both the first and second round of uh, – well, oh. entered the first round of the competition and then, of course, won and made it to the second round. All of your names are in a hat. We're going to do a drawing uh, for two winners this week. and So you'll be getting an email from the lovely Bevo sometime this week if your name was drawn, and um, you'll need to let us know if you can go. If you can't go, uh, we'll keep drawing names because we want to make sure people can do it. And just because we're kind of mooches tasty, we're going to go along the road trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. What about me? <clears throat> yeah, it, you too. All right. So, you should have entered a beer. Lazy. 
Right now, the plans are that we're going to steal the uh, White Labs. White Labs just got a new RV, and they're longtime sponsors of ours. They don't know that this is part it's of like their sponsor package. Train, but <laughs> yeah, <It's huge. laughs> we're going to steal the White Labs RV and take the Brewing Network crew uh, from here uh, all the way up to, to Rogue in Newport, Oregon, with some stops along the way. Um, Probably throw up once or twice in Chris's new RV. Yeah, that uh, that road going into Newport is pretty pretty switchbacky, man. I think it's all leather and stuff inside. You just hose it right off. Isn't It'll it one fun. of those RVs that uh, requires like the Class A or the, the different license because it's got like the triple axle? It might be that big. Well, does any of us have a Class A license? I, I can oh. take care of it. It'll oh, okay. be fine. Good. Piece of cake. Good. No problem. I know a guy, uh, in Tenderloin, <laughs> print him out just fine. It'll be yeah. great. Yeah, we'll all be licensed by the end of the show. <laughs> so uh, we're doing that trip. So look in your emails if you're a member of the BN Army uh, uh, Club. Not Matt Peterson. <laughs> do you tell him about the T-shirts? The, the, the not a real club T-shirts? Oh, did you see our T-shirts, uh, Beer Pal? They're in our store now. They're, they're really nice. I think you're going to love them. In fact, I'll give you one if you want to wear it. No, no, it he says, pays double. He pays double. It says, uh, the Brewing Network Club, um, not a real club since 2005. That's right. And we're going to wear them proudly, uh, hopefully, at the National hopefully. Conference. <laughs> yeah. Now, because Warren and I entered under the Brewing Network, it was he not included in the drawing because it was attached to me, and I'm assuming employees can't win also? Well, he's now a co-host as well, so Warren, I'm sorry, one of the perks of being a co-host is you don't get shit anymore. Yeah, and you're such a low man on the totem pole, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lose-lose. Yeah. Yeah. Beardy has the best job here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, be, uh, be on the lookout in your inbox. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking to do the trip uh, in the middle of March. Give everybody enough time to plan. And then, Taze, you're not doing anything. I'll be healed by so then. You'll, yeah, you'll be good. I'll be healed by then. <laughs> All right. You can support us by doing your Amazon shopping. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage. Uh, you can also subscribe and join the BN Army. That enters you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. A chance to win 100 bucks to our wonderful sponsor, More Beer, every month. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. Uh, send your show ideas to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at TheBrewingNetwork.com. And send your feedback to feedback at TheBrewingNetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today uh, for our remote broadcast? Yes, sir. Excellent. Twitter game is brought to you today by homebrewstuff.com. <laughs> Everything you need for homebrewing over at homebrewstuff.com. Look out for their Black Friday specials. Yeah. All right, JP, what do we got? Well, I figure uh, since the folks at Anchor are so inviting and nobody kicks anybody out here, you can pretty much just go in any room in any door Don't to say I'm uh, suggesting you do that. Right. Uh, but someone's going to get kicked out tonight, I think. Probably me. The BN crew is a little rowdy, especially the, the brewcasters. Doc is here, uh, especially with Big Tim. Uh, I feel like something's going to happen. So somebody in this room will get blackballed by Anchor, I think, by the end of the night. And I want to know who the audience thinks who that's going to happen to and why. What's going to happen? Are they going to fall into a boil kettle? Are they going to do a, a high dive into the high Krausen uh, oh, open man. fermenter? What, what crazy thing is going to happen? Well, now that you gave me a couple ideas. <laughs> that's all I am. I'm just an idea guy. What do you want? Uh, was that the voice of Nicole or Susie? I can't tell because they're both crazy, and I would put them on the list. They're both here, listeners. I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> let me jump. Let me add it. All right, that's our Twitter game today. You can play by tweeting in as usual, and at the end of the show, we'll, uh, we'll see what your answers are. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks, so I, I warned you that I want to know who came the farthest, so raise your hand for me if you think you've, you've come a good Tim. distance. Uh, oh, uh, Doc's, Doc's brother, Big Tim's back there. Uh, how far did you come? Where'd you come from? 445 miles. 445 wow. uh, miles from uh, Lake Elsinore? Uh, Lake Elsinore, California. In Southern California. We had another hand over here. 
Uh, did it go back down after you heard 400 miles? <laughs> Five and a half thousand miles. Five and a half thousand miles. Wow. Uh, from where? From Brighton in England. From oh, Brighton wow. in England. Wow. You came out just for this show. That is so nice. Yeah. That is wonderful. I can't. I can't uh, can anybody beat 5,500 miles? Unlikely. No. <laughs> Someone doesn't even like beer and came. One of the one of the anchor staff back there says he can beat it. Yeah. From Portugal. That's a little farther. But you didn't come just for the show. You're here like on a what an internship or does he, he work here, here now? Just for the day. Just for the day. <laughs> <laughs> for the day. You're fired as soon as you're hired. Yeah. Uh, what's your name in the back? Megan. You're our winner. Farthest yeah. traveled uh, today. All right, we've got, I think we've got uh, an Anchor shirt and a Brewing Network shirt for you here today. So thanks for coming out and joining us. Uh, what was the Came other over. giveaway that I – oh, yeah, the most branded person. So I wanted to see if there was a most Anchor branded person, but I don't see a lot of Anchor gear out there. I was going to say the most branded person would be Tasty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> just in general. Right. Uh, That's a, uh, just a hat? Is that all we got? We got an Anchor hat here. Oh, we got another anchor hat. There you go. Oh, yeah, there. we got two hats. So two hats. And a jacket. Oh, we got an anchor jacket in the back. That's at least a little more expensive. Uh, All three of you knife fight in the fermenter. Anybody else with anchor? More than one piece of anchor gear on. Okay. All right, we're going to have to switch over to Brewing Network then. <coughs> How about multiple pieces of Brewing Network gear? There we go. I got T-shirt hat, and hat. Nick, there right you here. go. Two right. pieces. Uh, <laughs> so that anchor Sully's branded with his 21st own Amendment, 21st yeah. Amendment. I think he just down. tipped his hat to us. That's all. <laughs> Top of the morning yeah. to you. Uh, how about how about anchor or Brewing Network tattoos in the room? <laughs> oh, that's an auto win. Bebo wins. Yeah. Bebo's got both because she's <laughs> a tramp. Uh, anybody? No anchor or uh, all right. So so far we got two pieces of Brewing Network gear. That's our winner right All there. Right. Give that man some more Brewing Network gear. <laughs> Why not? That's what he needs. <laughs> Justin, you have the anchor tattoo. You I do. the anchor tattoo. Look at that. I've got an anchor tattoo, Mark. <laughs> Don't See? look at it too closely, though. Yeah, the rest of it is something else. Uh, all right. It's a bushy anchor. <laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. We've got a lot to do today. We're going to talk a bit about the history of the brewery when we come back. And, and today we're going to focus kind of on the brewing equipment. Because if you go back to the BN archives, you can hear uh, a, a lot about the actual history, uh, how far the brewery has come, how long it's been here. Today we want to get a little more technical and just talk about uh, some of the equipment that's changed. And uh, maybe some of the equipment that will change as they're doing new beer styles. Then we're going to talk about new beer styles with the guys. So you're going to hear a lot from the anchor team today. And I think we're going to have uh, a lot of fun doing it. What do you think, guys? Sounds good to me. The right. session, live from San Francisco. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing, and like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch Do out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! <laughs> Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. Five dollars shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com, N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W, Nico Brew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, they've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract, so you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Welcome back to the program. An exciting show we got here today. I'm telling you, these remotes, I, you guys might change my mind about doing remotes, Mark. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad we finally made it here. Yeah. When, you, when you called us for that first visit and uh, you said, oh, come out, we'll, we're going to be going uh, four hours or whatever, I th- no way. We're just going to be staring at each other, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize uh, how good you guys were at keeping a conversation going. I, I said, well, look, and i got to be out by 8, and let me bring two guys from the brewery. And uh, we brought Bruce and Mike, and when we got there, um, you know, they talk about just going into the bedroom. That place was the <laughs> ultimate guy's pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. You'd walk in there, big kegerator, homebrew system. I mean, it was just—it was just heaven, you know. Especially for uh, the three of us old married guys, it—we uh, just wanted to move in. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I, I have to admit, we were all well into our thirties and still living in that bachelor pad as well. So I'm, I don't know that I'm proud of it or ashamed. I think you can be proud of it. Okay, was, good. Thank <laughs> you. That was a good place. Good you know, place. You know, our our big kegerator that we had there—we yeah. had like a four door, yeah, yeah. three tower. That came from a strip club, if that makes it even better. Well, that does. Yeah, that does. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with me on the program right now, of course, we have Mark Carpenter, and he was the brewmaster here uh, for years at Anchor and still heavily involved. And then uh, next to Mark is Dave Burkhart, uh, who, believe it or not, Anchor has their own in-house historian. And, uh, yes, I do. And that is Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the program. This Thank is you. Dave's first time on, on the Brewing Network. I think so. So yeah. don't worry. You'll hate us by the end, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice here because we'll never run out of beer. Right. That's much better. It's much better than your house. <laughs> oh, you, you weren't going to run out of beer at their place, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes we would run out of good beer. I'll admit oh, that. Then we're just dipping into whatever was left over from yeah. something. Well, any beer is better than no beer. We all know that. <laughs> now, joining us on the program today, I invited our good old friend Sean Sully O'Sullivan on. It's great to be here over here in the corner here. I feel like you're at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I invited Sully to come out, for one, because he's a, a longtime friend of the show and, oh. and always a, a great co-host 
Uh, but also, I know that Sully is a real fan of Anchor, and always has been. Yeah, I really have. I mean, uh, I was just kind of reminiscing as I was driving over the Bay Bridge today. The first time I came to Anchor was in 1992. I was actually visiting uh, my brother and sister-in-law who were living in the Bay Area. And this is the day, this is back in the days when we used to really, uh, release the Anchor Christmas sale, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I managed to talk my way into the tour, and uh, I came here. I remember walking up these stairs with a tile and the brass. And I was kind of blown away. I was totally pulled in uh, from that moment on. And, uh, I love this place. I hold it dear, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I talk about it all the time when I travel, about how close we are. Our little brewery over there in 5637. <laughs> 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 What's the name of that brewery? <laughs> yeah. I, I really do. I mean, uh, every time I walk up those stairs, uh, it's like the first time. I'm, I'm going to cheer up right now. That's okay. That's what I was hoping for, actually. <laughs> Well, Sully not only has the 21st Amendment but they're in San Francisco, but they're building a whole new brewery now, too. So I know that you've taken some inspiration from a brewery like this and certainly their longevity as you plan the, the 21st Amendment into the future. Yeah, Anchor is amazing because they are a brand uh, that, that doesn't yell craft, it speaks it. It just, it's just whispers it in a lot of ways. I mean, they've been around for, for so long, but they've really reinvented themselves uh, over the over the year, they've come to their own, but still maintaining that established uh, brand that's been here for for a long time. So, uh, as a as a guy who's uh, at a brewery since uh, 2000, we kind of hope that you have that same sort of longevity too. That you're sort of holding true to what you, your brand standards, your beers, the things that you that you want to get out of uh, of this company. So, I think that Anchor's done an exceptional job of that. I agree. Dave, our yeah. in-house historian, what does an in-house historian do? <laughs> on a day-to-day basis at uh, Anchor. Well, you see part of it in front of me here. This yeah. It's Anchor Porter. And uh, uh, I guess I started getting interested in history and actually even in the history of San Francisco just because working around this place is so great. I mean, practically everywhere you go, you almost trip over, over history. And everybody's so busy uh, making beer and bottling beer that uh, hardly anybody since 1896 had taken the time to go over to the library or do a little research or figure this out or figure that out. And so I just kind of cobbled together the history of the brewery, was able to find out some things that nobody seemed to know about the brewery. And some of those things informed our new beers. In other words, have, have something to do with why we brew what we brew or what the label looks like. Give us an example of that, something that you discovered that helped influence a new beer. Well, I think the easiest answer to that is Breckles Brown. Okay. Um, and uh, after the new owners came in, we were looking around for a first beer to do, you know, for the new brewery. And uh, uh, Mark uh, had a great idea, and that was to um, sort of recreate one of the great brown ales that we made as a Christmas ale back in the 80s. Okay. Uh, but with a spin with a little different hop, a citra hop. And so... Uh, um, but we were looking for a label and looking for a name. And I'd researched a lot about the history of the brewery, and the original brewmaster was named Gottlieb Breckel. He came over in the gold rush, uh, worked at a bunch of different breweries, and then in 1871 bought a little beer beer and billiards saloon uh, up on Pacific Street right here in the city and uh, renamed it the Golden City Brewery. Okay. And 25 years later, that brewery was bought, and the name was changed to Anchor. And ah. so it was kind of a nice way of us sort of uh, seeing our prehistory. You know, we've always talked about going back to 1896. 
um, which is the earliest, basically, that we were in the city directory. Okay. It's kind of nice to see some history before that. Absolutely. And that became the name of the beer, Breckles Brown. I love it. I like that you don't have to uh, uh, invent some crazy names like a lot of breweries are doing now. You actually took a piece of <laughs> well, your history. You know actually, what I'm saying, Sully? What, what, what are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you making yeah. fun of Hell or High Watermelon Wheat yeah. Beer right no, now? No, no. Well, back in Black IPA, you're going to draw. You're gonna pull that yeah, out? Oh, yeah. It's funny you should say that because we were just talking about possibly doing a retro label um, for a beer oh, yeah. next, maybe next year. And I said just off the cuff that we're actually a brewery that has a retro um, right. A lot, a lot of breweries look around behind them and they go, uh, hello. Retro. Nothing's there. Maybe something so, from uh, early 2000? Uh, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you saying, Dave? Uh, no, no, no. So, uh, uh, so it's nice to be able to, to look back and uh, uh, sort of rediscover these things, both in terms of the beer recipes that Mark's in charge of and in terms of the, the labels and the things that inform the labels. That Absolutely. In charge of. This is stuff it seems like you guys are starting to really have fun with as a brewery. Uh, instead of being the brewery that we look at, and we look at it very respectfully, as the guys who have, have been here and done this for so long, now we're looking again and going, yeah, but what else? Are, w- what's happening now? And you guys are able to draw from the past to create something new and exciting, like Breckles. Um, Absolutely, and always with our take on it. In, in other words, we're... Uh, we don't have to try really hard to be a craft brewery. We sure, are. Right. We don't have to really shout that from the mountaintops. And and the nice thing about that is it gives us kind of the freedom to do almost anything we want. So yeah. that's one of the reasons we created the Zymaster series a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, particularly to give Mark a chance to create beers that didn't have um, – that weren't in the sights of, of the marketing department or the sales department or the accounting department. Okay. But that ju- we just wanted to uh, get out there, put in kegs, put in 22-ounce bottles, and see how they flew. Yeah. Uh, the very first one that we did was Anchor California Lager, and that was uh, oh, my out of the delicious. ballpark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I could yeah, interrupt for just a second. Yeah. I think that's a real good example of uh, uh, Dave's uh, research has been uh, come in so handy because when – when we wanted to do <coughs> the lager beer, which was actually Mike Lee's idea, we were he and I were talking it over about uh, what should be our first Zymaster series, and he said, "Well, we should do a lager." And I thought, "Oh, geez, Mike, my lager's so boring, you know." And and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but then I start to think, well, every time I tell the steam beer story, I'm talking about lager because I say steam beer was created because they wanted to make lager and they couldn't make lager because they didn't have refrigeration, and and so I thought. It might be fun to try and recreate that very first lager made in California. Okay. Which I thought was probably a pretty easy thing to duplicate because it, uh, and then Dave did the research, found out it didn't come along until 1872. Well, by then they were growing lots of barley in California. Sure. They would have had cluster hops growing because they, they were the oldest hop in America and they did great in California. So uh, it, that became our California lager. And, and Dave's research really put, uh, some real character to it because we found that very first brewery in uh, the Boca Brewery, right, in right, Boca, California. Okay. And, and they had a beautiful label that we were to, able to draw on for cues for our California lager labels. So, so let me get just that story right. The, the Boca Brewery mm-hmm. was what uh, – is that what Anchor Steam was essentially uh, designed from? No, no, no. 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 Steam – Steam I thought precedes that lager. It precedes it, yeah. See, those brewers wanted to make lager, those first brewers out here. You have to keep in mind, before the gold rush, there were no breweries in California. Okay. Uh, they were all wine drinkers. The guys who drank were all wine drinkers. Okay. And, 
And but with the gold rush came the Brewers, and they uh, they couldn't make lager beer. Lager beer was news <laughs> sweeping the world, but they didn't have refrigeration. They didn't have time to uh, build ice houses and, and harvest ice. Uh, so they used just old world brewing methods, like for uh, alt beer and Kolsch and okay. those those methods. And but yet they croisoned it like you would a lager. Got it. Okay. And then that beer just took on this nickname steam beer. As soon as they did make lager or could, which eighteen seventy two was the start, they did, and then I lager see. took over. Steam beer only survived because that simple brewing method using these open fermentation, only ambi- ambient air temperature cooling the beer, mm-hmm. could only survive year-round in San Francisco in California. Okay. Uh, you couldn't do that over in Sacramento. It was way too, too hot. hot in the summertime. But in, Cal- in San Francisco, you could brew year-round. And so this little brewery survived okay. and, uh, and held on just by a thread. And then Fritz, you know, you know sure. the history, Fritz then bought it and okay. revived it. Yeah. So the California lager – was based on what beer? It, w- it was based on what we perceived to be the first lager in, made in California. And that was at the Boca Brewery. That, that was, was, that was the Boca Brewery. We okay. didn't have their recipe. Okay. But, boy, we had a pretty good idea what it would have been. Okay. And we know what the alcohol would have been because it would have been standard lager. We, we really believe we know the hops that are in it. We know it would have been California barley. So we, we really think we, we, we created uh, or recreated their beer, we hope. What were the hops? Uh, cluster, okay. the California cluster. They were brought here. They grew in New York. Uh, it was. It's the oldest hop in the U.S. By the way, and they don't even know if it came from uh, England or the Netherlands. It, it's so old and crossed with an American hop. Grew in the East, and then they started growing in California, and it grew like crazy in California, all up through Sacramento, Hopland, you know, and, yeah. uh, Santa Rosa. That was all cluster hops. Uh, okay. But then the hop growing moved up to Oregon, Washington, and that area. But so all the breweries in California use cluster hops, and and uh, they may have brought in some other hops, but I they would have used clusters, you know, because they had them. They were growing here, and yeah, yeah, okay. What Boca was able to do that none of the breweries before it could do was make a true, genuine California lager, and the reason they were able to do that uh, related to the railroads. The railroads were being built over the Sierras. Um, they needed to lumber for the railroad ties. They needed. They had a pond up there that they could float the lumber in, and uh, in the winter time, that pond froze over. And somebody got the bright idea first that they would create an uh, ice house and sell ice. Okay. Know? Ice was in rare. It was a rare bird back then. I mean, it was really difficult to get. Most of the ice in San Francisco in those days actually came all the way from Sitka. And it was very, very expensive. Wow. So first they had an ice pond. And because of the railroads, they were able to ship that ice even to San Francisco. Then, of course, first winter, guess what? The ice, you know, everything froze over. And, they, and somebody thought, well, we could also make beer here, couldn't we? Sure. And so, <laughs> uh, so that's when the Boca Brewery got built. And their, their very first, although they, there were experiments before, their very first release was just in time for America's centennial in 1876 yeah and they were shipping their beer down to san francisco well that made the local brewers furious because of course they they were all german they were then they weren't suddenly making a true genuine <laughs> lager right so they got it together really fast to either uh build uh ice houses to to bring in ice but more importantly that was right around the time that uh, modern refrigeration was uh, coming into being. So they went to the East Coast and went to Chicago and brought out the refrigeration guys and, and had, uh, had refrigeration uh, created in their brewery so that they could 
a lager at very, very cold temperatures. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a fun story, and it's a really wonderful way of how uh, the people at the brewery that do different things and the history of our brewery and the history of California brewing all kind of wove themselves together right. to create this wonderful product that really hadn't been tasted since that brewery burned down in the 1890s. Sure. This is the fascinating yeah. stuff to me. Yeah, I, I just wish I had a history teacher like Dave. Yeah. I, mean, I would have oh, done yeah. a heck of a lot better in <laughs> yeah. history. I mean, Dave and I are close yeah. to age, but, I mean, I uh, just uh, hear what you're saying right now is a yeah. real treat. Oh, so It yeah. boggles my mind to think yeah. of ice as, as a commodity, uh, as a, yeah. like new technology. <laughs> right. yeah, like, I, yeah. I get upset still when the Wi-Fi doesn't work on an airplane. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> these folks were cutting ice out of a, a frozen pond. Yeah, it, exactly. To make exceptional beer. So yeah. These are our first craft brewers here. Yeah. I guess we didn't call them that then. We called them brewers. And the, the California lager, I hear it's doing really well. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, you know, kind of talking, uh, circling back around to what you said earlier, I mean, it really kind of fulfilled a void that wasn't out there for craft brewers. You really don't have, we're all like very focused on IPAs and, and other ales and all that. And to have a lager come out like that and, and to, uh, and to be able to put it and have it be successful is amazing. And also to put it in cans, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, cans. yeah that's right, cans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I, I really enjoy that beer. Yeah, for us, we were su- surprised that it became, in its first full year, which was 2013, mm-hmm. it became our number two beer. Really? Wow. I mean, just, that like, quickly. just like that. Oh, it just tastes and, fantastic. And it's not really the new kid on the block kind of a beer. I mean, it's 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 a beer that I think uh, most most people that try it, whether they're into craft beer or not, really like it. Sure. So talking about the canning is a, is a good time for – I wanted to talk about some brewery upgrades and things you've done throughout history. And we can maybe start with canning and, and move backwards if we need to. But that's interesting to me that you guys chose to, to put in a, a canning line and – You've, you've been doing bottles for years. Mm-hmm. What was attractive to you about cans for beer? Well, I think the big attraction is that, uh, you know, all brewers uh, have been looking for a package that's a little lighter weight that can uh, be used uh, around swimming pools, you know, and uh, if you're going camping or uh, whatever. Some it's convenience. A, yeah, it's yeah. convenience of cans. We tried the plastic bottle. Fritz years ago oh, wanted yeah. to can. Mm-hmm. But at that time, there was no inexpensive canning equipment. And we really didn't have the space here to buy a, a good-sized canning line used, you know, and put it in. Then uh, <clears throat> the plastic bottles company came to us and wanted to make a plastic bottle for us. It was our shaped bottle. And so there we go. We what happened with those? We still do it, but not in a big way. I'm not real happy with the bottles for long-term uh, storage. Uh, okay. But we sell them at the ballpark. We sell them at a few golf courses, things like that. Uh, Are they just for, from the technical standpoint for our homebrewer listeners and everything? Uh, compared to glass, where does a, the plastic bottle do, uh, does the, it hold uh, up I as think well? It it uh, you know a, a beer starts to age. You put it in a bottle, it starts to age. And let's say they're they're both going along just fine. The glass bottle will start to slowly taper off. The plastic bottle, it seems to me, I'm just going from my own experience. It okay. seems to me it goes along and it. Doesn't age much, but boy, all of a sudden then it just drops off a cliff. Oh, you know? interesting. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and and it doesn't have the longevity, I think, of a glass bottle. So we've never wanted to have it out there in the general market, but we've liked having that thing for the ballpark or a golf course or the sure. swimming pool. It is lightweight. It's fun. It's real lightweight. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then there we certainly aren't the first micro to uh, start canning, and uh, it's. Uh, 
Yes. Sean beat us here. <laughs> Did That's he right. say something about yeah. cans? Yeah. Does somebody know about cans on the panel? Yeah. That's right, cans. Uh, but uh, they were certainly accepted by the public when the first uh, yeah. uh, small brewers started to do it. And uh, I think our our leaders saw, yeah, there's a spot for that, and this lager might be a good one to start with. And it's a beautiful can. It really is. Very is. nice. And uh, now you can get inexpensive canning lines. It'll go fast enough to do reasonable amounts of production. And and uh, so we made the decision to go ahead and to install this it. little line. Yeah. I was at the 21st Amendment the day you guys started canning, Sully. You invited me to come down. And I remember, I think it was these guys from Canada who had brought this little machine. And it was similar to. I like the way you say that, yeah. like they're slogging down with the, the machine yeah. on their back. Yeah, from yeah they, they were. They had like huskies pulling a sled with the, <laughs> the machine they on. ice with them also. Well, yeah, they they also brought, brought the ice, thank God for Good the Canadian yeah, ice, yeah. you know, not yeah. like this I California ice. Yeah. Free range ice. Yes. Yeah, it tasted okay, but it sounded funny. <laughs> well, I remember this filler, and it was a lot like a forehead filler that some small breweries are still using for bottles. Yeah, it was it like just milking a cow. Two head filler, milking a cow, filling them up, little seamer, six pack. And there were like yeah. four or five of us feeding like, yeah. this little uh, this, and it, it worked it, great. It worked. It was it was great. It I think we used out it 15, for a week. We used it for a week. It picked <laughs> out fifteen cases an hour. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was it was a start though. It, it was, was a start. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, and you guys, uh, how many cans can you do in an hour ish? We have. Uh, uh, who's in charge of our can just, line? Just as a year, reference. Huh? I think we're do, we've got we'll a do total of eight heads, right? Did you say one hundred twenty cases? We'll do about fifty okay. barrels tomorrow, for example. Oh, okay. 130 cans a minute. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is, it, is it a rotary? Or Sorry, we were behind. Back no, no, we're no, way no. Behind it's two, <laughs> it's yeah. two foreheads, isn't it? Oh, two foreheads. Okay. So in the brewery here, which I know that you guys are reaching some capacity issues, if, if not are, or have been for some yeah, yeah. time, you have both a, you have a kegging line, a bottling yeah. line, and a canning line. Correct. Is the plastic bottling two line bottling different lines. than the – Yes. Oh, so two bottling wow. We have two bottling lines. We have a small um, SMB – uh, twenty valve filler that we uh, we do our magnums on. We do the plastic on, okay. and uh, our twenty two ounce bottles. Okay, and then we have our uh, eight our Crohn's uh, line that goes four twenty five a minute for our our uh, twelve ounce bottles. Okay, I have a case of your. Uh Sour mash magnums at my house right All now. Right. Yeah, Ramon stole them from the brewery and brought them to me. All right. Oh. <laughs> that was really wow. nice of you, Ramon. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> yeah. on your last that, day. That yeah. might be yeah, the Ramon last is. case yeah. you get from Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Might, that might happen. Yeah. Well, that's the advantage of having wow. a brewer as a friend. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I didn't buy beer for that party. <laughs> I just invited Ramon. In fact, if I wasn't a brewer, I probably wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. <laughs> I feel the same way, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, just so that we have a kind of a starting point, the brewery that I see in front of me and, and our, our audience, it's behind them, um, this is the original Anchor Brewery at this location, the brew house. Correct? Uh, no. We were no. – be, um, the, actually, the original brewery, yeah. uh, if you're talking to this location – this is the brew house we moved in here with. Okay. But this, we moved in here in 1970. Between 77 and 79, we bought the building in 77. We started brewing in August of 79. Okay. With this brew house. With this brew house. Yes. The previous brew house at the previous location, you still have here? Correct. We, we have it tucked away, but we I have see. it. Yeah. It's amazing that it fits somewhere <laughs> tucked yeah, it, away. It was, a 50, <laughs> it was a 57 barrel kettle. And a combination mash ton, louder ton. It was a really pretty little brew house. Okay. And um, uh, it, uh, that's where I first started brewing. And 
man, was that a cool day, you know, when I got the job at Anchor and I had to show up at like 4 in the morning to start brewing. And, and this mash tun, uh, combination mash tun, louder tun, was heated with live steam. So when you change, raise the temperature of the mash, the different steps, we had three live steam jets that you'd turn on and, and you had this really fast rotating mash tun. All these things you'd read about in the book were horrible for the mash. The okay. live steam and the <laughs> fast rotation and, 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 uh, but it worked and, uh, and a huge deep bed. It was like a three to four foot deep bed. But when you turn on the steam to, uh, 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 to change temperatures and it would just rattle and make all this noise. And it sounded to me just like a really amplified, I don't know if you've ever been to Tosca cafe in North beach, no. but they have these great old espresso makers on the bar there and they put a spoon in so they don't break the glass and they steam them and the thing rattles and makes this noise. It's just a fabulous <laughs> old bar. Anyway, <laughs> and then we turned that on. It just sounded like that to me. And I thought, okay. man, what a cool thing, you know. Yeah. And, then, and here I was making beer and brewing. That was, that was fun. Uh, but that brew house, um, we only brewed when I started about uh, th- uh, once every three, four weeks, you know. Because oh. it was a – we were a tiny brewery under 1,000 barrels, but we were a 57-barrel batch. Okay, wow. So we didn't have to brew much. We were the smallest brewery in the U.S. at the time. Okay. Anyway, that brew house, to get back on track, that brew house uh, we have uh, next door. And I have a question about that for Dave. For the yeah. Will this brew house, uh, either in a brewing capacity or in some sort of display capacity, ever see the light of day for us? It's one of the things I dream about at night. Okay. And I'm sorry <laughs> to have to say that and admit it on, you know, uh, on uh, the yeah. Internet. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> People have admitted for it. It's okay, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, it's a long uh, night. Wouldn't that be fun if uh, Mark could help us set it up and yeah. a new location? Ah, a, a whole new location. That would wow. be great. Yeah. You can't say, yeah. For yeah. me, even, I would just want to see it uh, in, on display somewhere. Yeah. I'm that kind of beer geek. Yeah. I would love to see this stuff. Uh, so either way. Yeah. You guys are building a new brewery. Well, you know, you know, maybe, I can right. say as a teaser is that you know, we, are, we are building a new brewery. We're not leaving this one, deserting this one at right, all. We're, right. it's, a, it's a new brewery. It's the first time the brewery, other than the short time uh, and that Mark remembers when we had two breweries kind of going at once, one on 8th Street and one here. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time we've had two, we'll have we'll two have, brewer- yeah. breweries. And uh, uh, there will be a brewery museum. There. Excellent. And uh, um, an opportunity for people to see not only what we do today, but what we have done over the years and what other brewers do as well. So what I already perceive as the best tour in brewing is going to get even better. I think when you guys have a new location, we can see the, the history of beer, too. I think it would be pretty cool. And am I, I – I don't know how much you guys can talk about the new spot. I, I don't have too many questions because I know it's a ways away, but – I did hear that it will be an identical brew house to this. It, do I have that information right? It'll be bigger, but bigger. It, yeah. it'll look the same. The but same bigger. type of a system. Yeah. 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 Okay. We we purchased it in the early nineties. Yeah. Okay, uh, because Fritz Maytag always had such a long view of things that he knew these old brew houses. This was from Karlsruhe, Germany, b- built in the fifties that we bought in the seventies. Okay, and in the nineties, early nineties, Fritz realized these old copper brew houses are disappearing. And we had a good uh, friend who was a, a brewing engineer, lived in Germany, and helped us with all of this. And we said to him, you know, keep your eye out for a, a brew house. And he found this one and that was uh, about twice this size. And uh, we bought it. Wow. Uh, and this would have been in the early 90s. Uh, Gordon McDermott, who worked here, went over there and helped uninstall it. Okay. And wow. it's stored here in San Francisco. So it's it, a lot of foresight. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Fritz. I mean. 
to have the vision he did of what this brewing world was going to turn into is, is unbelievable. I yeah. mean, unbe- when we first made our porter um, in 1973, uh, before that we only made steam beer. Now we were making porter, and, uh, and it meant we had to inventory other stuff. We had more bottles and whatnot. One day I said to Fritz, geez, Fritz, why do you want to make this porter? You know, we – Steam's going well, you know. This is just more work for us, and yeah. And he said, "Well, look, Mark. He said, I don't want to be known just for Anchor Steam. I want to be known for Anchor Steam, Anchor Porter, and this ale and that ale. And uh, because what's going to happen is down the road there are going to be hundreds of small breweries around the United States. And uh, wow, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds." I'm pretty sure Fritz yeah. was an alien from another. Yeah, yeah. yeah he knew things yeah. that he shouldn't have known. <laughs> because, you know, I'm thinking, what is this guy smoking? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> if you looked out our door, you, you, there were three other breweries in San Francisco. There's Ham's, Lucky Lager, and Bergie. There was no, no other small brewery in sight, you know. Right. So, but Fritz really had this long vision and was willing to just hang in there and make interesting stuff and if you look at our lineup, all those beers that were the first of their variety in the U.S., you know. Yeah. Um, when we made our porter, there was not one porter being made in England. Wow. So wow. It, it not only did, did this uh, create a whole industry in the U.S., it really recreated world beer. In fact, just recently I've started saying that uh, uh, American brewers have turned the brewing world upside down. That's true. My son and I were in Munich just uh, this last March. And we went to a small brewery, and they and, <clears throat> and they said, "Oh, we got our Bach here. You know, you got to try our Bach." It was an IPA, <laughs> uh, as simple as that. Right. Uh, American hops IPA that they're calling a Bach. That's how they get the Germans All to right. drink it. We yeah. call it a Bach. Yeah. 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 It's like an IPA. Yeah. <laughs> and when you have Germans using American hops making IPAs, you've turned the brewing brewing world upside down. Yeah, wow. absolutely. The Cascade hop is used throughout the world now. Yeah. And uh, uh, in England, Belgium, France, Germany. I mean, so, yeah, American brewers have turned the brewing world upside down. Go America. Really, go yeah, America. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we have to yeah. do that every now and then as Americans. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> sort of in our DNA. Right. <laughs> so uh, before we move on to some of the beers, I just there's a couple of new additions to the equipment that I wanted to talk about. There's uh, You have some sort of new mash system that you guys have done. Is it a... A mill, or was it just a uh, actual? No, we have a mill that's yeah. about a year old. Okay. Our old mill was a uh, Owie mill that was, uh, I think, built, I'm not sure when, probably the 50s. But uh, we bought it for this brewery, uh, moved it out here. Um, one of the problems is we never bought spare rollers for it. So when we opened up and we so much for foresight, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, they bought the brew house for the new brewery. Yeah. We did do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we thought, you know, at the time we thought, we look, we'll never have to brew all week here, you know, because it's so much bigger. <laughs> yeah. And and when we first moved in here, it was great because we were going, you know, all the time at the old place. Now all of a sudden we could take days off. Fritz would take us to the ball game or we'd go on salmon fishing trips. Nice. And we just thought that's the way the I'm world gonna was going to be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden we started brewing here all the time. and No time to shut down. Uh, the rollers in that mill, you know, that one roller is fluted and the other is flat. And if you look in there, they're all flat because we could never take it apart <laughs> to regroove them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we finally got uh, a new mill, and we've installed that, and it's really been pretty nice. Mike, we got a mic here. You want to cover and say how well that new mill's worked for us? 
as it changed anything, Mike? It must change yeah. something. It's, 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 it's changed his life a lot. <laughs> yeah. So with, And what I could ask Mike in, in this regard, with when you guys upgrade equipment like this. This you, is Mike Lee. Mike Lee is one of the few guys here in the brewery that still can moved over here from the old brewery. An antique guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> da- apparently, Dave spends most of his time just studying Mike. Yeah. Right. yeah. Absolutely. So, Mark, how do you feel about Dave thinking he can put the equipment that we used to use in a museum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, and Mike, we're going to be there next to you're it. Gonna right. go yeah. 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 They'll just mount yeah. us next it's to it. Be yeah. Animatronic Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> so, no. tell us about the yeah. new mill. Uh, d- was it a real upgrade for you? It was. Um, okay. it, you know, the, the technology is pretty much similar. Okay. It really hasn't changed a whole lot, but the new mill is much in better shape. Okay. But I, what I do remember is we had the um, the uh, reps from the company that built the mill come, and they showed us what our grind should look like, and um, it looked like dust. Ah. <laughs> you know, compared to our mill, we would um, we would have sometimes um, whole kernels left over after we ground, but. Looking at that dust that yeah. he said we were supposed to use, I knew we couldn't make beer out of that, and I was right. So we've got, we've got that mill loosened up to uh, almost make um, a grist just like our old mill. Okay. Because of our lauder ton. You know, our our lauder sure. ton was designed to make really light beers, and we're making much heavier beers, and, and uh, um, the bed's too deep for, okay. for yeah. that dust that, that those German brewers make beer out of. And well, these are real <laughs> issues. These are real issues with the brewery. Uh, th- when you make a, it, what seems like a small change to me is an enormous change when you're changing how the grist is ground up, right? I mean, it changes the efficiency, the recipe. It, w- it would literally change everything about the beer. And it? could change the flavor. And the Fritz flavor was too. always worried about that. that he was um, apprehensive in buying a new mill because he was worried that it might change the beer. I see. D- did you try to run a batch at their recommended settings and get a stuck mash, or did you just... Didn't up. even try. Didn't even try. You knew just yeah. looking at it. Yeah. And and the new mill has a, a vacuum uh, system for transferring the malt. Was there a vacuum system before? Yeah, we didn't change that. Th- that was existing with the old mill. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, how's the beer now? You got it dialed in. We got it dialed in, <laughs> and we actually are using less malt now. Oh yeah. So a little more efficient. Way more this efficient. Way. Yeah. Because what, what I wanted to ask about, not just this piece of equipment, but any changes you guys make, Anchor is one of these breweries with such a, a fabulous house flavor. Uh, and I, c- I would compare it to other breweries, too. Like Sierra Nevada has a, a house flavor. You know it's a Sierra the second you, you, you smell it, right? And, and I feel Anchor is the same. Is this something that you guys have to be really uh, concerned about when you upgrade or change? That surprises me. Oh, yeah? I think we here at Anchor don't get that. No kidding. That's just because you're drinking it every day, man. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- yeah. Ray, by show of hands, would anyone agree that Anchor has a real house flavor that you can – it's really recognizable, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a positive attribute uh, that, that I would be worried about protecting is, is what I mean because I just – I know Anchor when you open it. I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's our mill. It's your mill. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Yeah. Never change it again. <laughs> right. Buy a shitload of rollers now. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Uh, if you have we to. actually have spare rollers for this, <laughs> this one. Time. So we're, oh, okay. we're okay this time okay, around. Okay, good. So we can switch <laughs> yeah. it out and then they rebuild these. Yeah. With, with but presi- it's, it's interesting, the uh, comments on the house uh, flavor, because it, it's uh, we are too close to it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, these are our beers. So we were talking earlier about. Uh, the winter wheat and what style of beer it is. And 
I, I thought, we didn't even look at what style, you know, we're just trying to make beer here, you know, and then it's, uh, it's up to you guys to tell us uh, what it is and, and if there is a house flavor. But That's a good yeah. attitude. I think, I think you could address, though, Mark, maybe a little bit about some of the new yeasts that we've been using. So there was always also a reluctance around here to play around with yeast at all, to use any other yeast other than the two yeasts that we'd used for years and years, our ale yeast and our steam beer yeast. But maybe that would be something. I would love to talk about that. Let me, let me sure. do a break first. And actually, we wanted to do maybe a game before. The, we'll, we'll do it when we come back. We'll take a quick break, and we're going to get ready for uh, – we want to give away some more prizes and get the crowd involved as well. But what I'd like to do is put some of these new beers in front of us especially this winter wheat and the Sour Mash IPA, and then talk about some of the new things you're doing, including new yeast. Very good. Uh, w- this is obviously a pretty important one, new yeast at Anchor. Uh, yeast is very uh, important, Justin, yes. in the brewing process. <laughs> it, it, it's one of the four main ingredients. <laughs> yes. yeah. So uh, thank you. But I'm glad yeah. that Beardy and Sully are here uh, <laughs> because where would I be without them? Uh, Sully, by the way, uh, was at his new brewery this morning installing new tanks and all sorts of construction going on over there. Yeah, we're building a new brewery down in San Leandro on the other side of the fence from... Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Other side of the fence from Drake's, and we were dropping in some ta- or floating in some tanks uh, today. Don't say drop when you're craning in tanks. <laughs> Do not drop. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was a very exciting day today. So uh, I'm glad that you were able to – I know you were probably doing a lot of the labor yourself, so it's, <laughs> it's good that you're here yeah. and awake I, with I, us. Actually, I was peeling the protective coating off the tanks yeah. at oh. 6 a.m. this morning. So I'm going to come by this week and see come some of this Everybody can on. come down. Okay. <laughs> 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 Everybody. The tasting room's already open. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, called Drake's Barrel House. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right next door. All right, we are live from Anchor in San Francisco. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more with the Anchor guys about new beer. Be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code AIH10 at checkout. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing. 
Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. The best thing to happen to Brewer's Yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package powered by Flexel technology redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch powered by FlexCell technology at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers like Yeast Essentials 2.0 coming up August 22nd and 23rd or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. 
What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I mean, yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. <sighs> oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Sticking with us. We're having a great time here at the uh, Anchor Tasting Room in San Francisco. Uh, Nicole Ernie is here helping us out, uh, cheering on the crowd. <laughs> She's doing a, a wonderful job. Uh, Nicole, uh, one of our listeners, I, I think you'll love this, uh, described you as uh, the Jack Russell Terrier of the Brewing Network. Yeah. There's a lot of, lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Nicole Ball, Ball, Nicole Ball, Ball, get it. And Nicole is now running around the tasting room uh, energetically. She Uh, signed a waiver, I imagine. (laughs) Of course. Uh, So we got a lot to do still. Uh, Let me let you know about something. As we're talking about this wonderful brewery, you know, you too can start your own brewery, and I hope that you would do so (laughs) one day uh, if you uh, are so inclined, because we need more great brewers in the world. And one way to do that is to pick up the Brewers Association's Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, which was written by Dick. Cantwell. Uh, Dick Cantwell, of course, is the uh, founder of Elysian Brewing Company. They make amazing beer. He's a very experienced brewer and a good guy. Uh, He's written the uh, entire book, and he covers everything from ingredients, financing, business plans, quality assurance, distribution, wastewater, sustainability practices, you name it. It's all in uh, the Brewers Association's Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. So go check them out. Uh, You can go to BrewersAssociation.com, and uh, you'll find their book list there. Uh, It's a very comprehensive guide, and I don't think you should start one without it. I'm sure Fritz didn't have a manual when he no. uh, when he picked up the Anchor Brewing Company, but I bet he wishes that he did. So go check it out. The Brewers Association's Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. It sounds like Fritz had a manual. Yeah, he had a mile. manual. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to do a game before we get into the beer with these guys. I like we, games. We Parcheesi, what do you want to do? Yeah, man? we're going to do... Uh, hungry hippos? We're going to play an entire game of Risk nice. right, right now in this uh, segment. Uh, actually, uh, we Dibs on Australia. <laughs> Australia is the key to the whole thing. <laughs> Our listeners uh, that are here in the tasting room put their names in a hat to compete today in some wonderful anchor trivia games that we have planned for you. I need Chris Cohen and Max Bautista to come up to the front. That's right, Chris and Max. Uh, do we have Max here as well? There we go. We got both. All right. Um, yeah, we're gonna. So we're gonna basically blindfold. 
Max, so he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't even want him to know what the game is. We're going to Warren Max uh, is yeah, what we're, we're going to do. Yeah, make him blind. as, as so, th- so this must be Chris in front of me here, right? All right, Chris, take this microphone right here. Let me get that working for you. Chris, where are you from? San Francisco. Right from here. All right, yeah. thanks for coming out. about five minutes to walk over here. Yeah, <laughs> hold that mic as close uh, to your mouth as you can there. Uh, right when it feels super uncomfortable, that's where I want it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. See, there now we're going to hear you. Um, so uh, you did not win the farthest traveled prize today? Chris? No, I walked here in about five minutes. Okay, perfect. Well, that's a good place to live right mm-hmm. here. You're yeah. in the tasting room often, I imagine. Actually, I am because uh, I'm the founder of the San Francisco Home Brewers Guild, and we have our monthly meetings here. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Beautiful. Chris is also on the Anchor Tour every other day. Mark's tired of seeing him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just come for the free beer. Huh. All right, I have a like he's here more than I am these days. <laughs> <laughs> he has a set of keys. Can our contestant hear anything that I'm saying right now? Our other contestant. Hey, stupid. <laughs> no, no, he's good. He can't hear anything. All right. <laughs> hey, we're going to pants you in four seconds. <laughs> well, I just check. You know, it's, I figured that would get his attention. Just yell anything. fire real loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, Max. You're not actually stupid. So here's what we're going to do. Without facing the other direction, because I don't want you to see the bar, okay. um, you have 60 seconds. You got a timer out for us, Scott? Yes, uh, four seconds. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it right here. Uh, all right. You have 60 seconds to name as many anchor beers as possible mm. off the top of your head, okay. starting now. All right, California lager, steam, porter, um, holiday or Christmas. Uh, let's see what else. We have winter wheat. The the sour mash IPA. I don't remember if that has a different name. Got the Zymaster series. Uh, Be more specific. Yeah, yeah. I know there's like three or four of those. <laughs> um, let's see. There's the winter wheat. Yeah, I said winter wheat. Yeah. I'm not going to turn around. There's the old foghorn. 30 seconds. Oh, well, thanks for that, old foghorn. Oh, Somebody Mark is getting in there. Mark's yeah, a softie. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to help a brother out. Somebody's, someone's cheating. Someone's Someone has cheating. to fight for the redheads. Might as well be Mark. <laughs> 15 seconds. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. I don't even know what you just mouthed uh, He's trying, though. Five seconds. I think that might be it for me, yeah. And there's oh. 60 seconds right there. How many uh, was it? M- Moscow, how do you do? Six. You didn't give him the Zymaster series one, did you? Because yeah. you had to. Yeah. You can't yeah. just name the whole series. Because there's right, seven yeah. of them. That's seven Number, right there. I don't know. one, two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah. All right, round of applause for Chris. Let's grab Max. We'll bring him up, and we'll, we'll try the same thing. See, this is some real anchor history here. The, the name the beers that you've brewed over the years. I, I think I would have got old Foghorn if, he, if someone <laughs> had yelled that. Uh, <laughs> We'd like to think so, too. All right. Max, did you hear anything that happened in the last 60 seconds? I heard a lot of Alice in Chains. Okay, good. That's too bad. Excellent. You're welcome. <laughs> Either way, it's a terrible night for you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am about to get embarrassed by this guy because he's, he's intelligent. He's in the front row. Well, <laughs> he's, yeah, he sat in the front of class. Right. All right. I got bumped up. Hold that mic as close to your mouth as you can, please. And Max, where are you from? I'm from Petaluma. Petaluma. You came all the way down tonight? Beautiful. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to dive right into it. Help your humble. Yeah. You have 
60 seconds to name as many Anchor beers as possible starting now. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Liberty Steam, uh, <laughs> the Christmas Ale, the Porter. I don't know the names of the different Zymer G beers. I just know them by can the you numbers. Think, can you think of any? All right, give us a number. Shit. <laughs> I know my favorite was number five. <laughs> okay. That's all I know. All right, move on from the Zymaster ones. Oh, man. Old Foghorn, you don't want to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You got to say old, it. Old Foghorn. Okay, 30 me. seconds. And, uh, <laughs> what about some that we've mentioned tonight? Oh, how about the Sour Mash, number seven? Uh, Back in black. And <laughs> I don't think that counts. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's about all I can go. You've got uh, 15 seconds in case anything comes to oh, mind. Oh, my friend's favorite is Breckles, actually. So Breckles? Breckles Brown. Okay. Whispering. 10 seconds. Uh, what else is on the table? <laughs> I see a lot of different colored beers, no labels. All right, that's time. All right. All right, before uh, we get your score, Max, Chris got six. So I think we're pretty close here. Hopefully not tied, because I don't know what to do then. Max got seven. Wow. By one point. I feel bad. I had a lot of help from the crowd. <laughs> so did he. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Mark actually played for Chris. So <laughs> you did fine. Uh, Max, you're the proud winner of something that Scott has to give you. <laughs> he can have Anchor Steam uh, or Brewing Network I, stuff. I, got, I stole a BN pin earlier. Or sorry, uh, an Anchor pin earlier. So I'll take a BN thing. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for All playing, right. brother. There you go. Max and Chris. You guys grab that for me. As promised, we, we wanted to talk to more Chris. beer. He had his steam hat on, and he, he had his in-house T-shirt. You know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we'll probably end up giving prizes to Chris, too. We're pretty soft over here. We are, actually, yeah. So. We like to make you work for it. <laughs> That's right. we got to make fun of you first, and then we're soft about it. We've got some more games to play a little bit later, so if you put your name in the hat, uh, you're still there's a chance to win. If you didn't put your name in the hat yet, you should. It's fun. We only make fun of you a little bit, as you can tell, <laughs> uh, and that's just for our own pleasure. Right. So I promised we'd talk beer, and to talk beer with us now, uh, not just Mark Carpenter, but we've got Bruce sitting down with us again, too. Hey, Bruce. How are you? Welcome back to the program. Thank you. Good to be back. Bruce got dragged out to Pacheco as well, so this is his uh, second or third uh, appearance. And then Mike is back as well, who has done every appearance with us uh, also. <laughs> and, uh, and then we brought in, as promised, we, we didn't want to just talk to the, the famous guys uh, or, you know, the old guys. Uh, we <laughs> we wanted to talk to some of the newer brewers, too, who are here day in and day out. So we brought Ramon onto the program. Round of applause thank for you, Ramon. Thank you, yes. Ramon's also part of their affirmative action program That's here right. at Anchor Steam. <laughs> That's, that's right. Got to bring some color around here. That's absolutely true. Uh, he's from Petaluma. He's from Petaluma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody outside of San Francisco. Yeah. He's here to jog the old guy's memory about the good old days. <laughs> I'm from Petaluma. He's from Petaluma. <laughs> now, Ramon Bruce here day in and day out. And Mark admitted to me that while these guys designed the new recipes, oftentimes they can't remember things like what <laughs> yeast goes into the beer. But guys like Ramon, who are here doing that day in and day out, uh, he can remember. Mike brought a book along. Brought the book. <laughs> Secret Bible. Uh-oh. If I could, could make one comment about uh, ingredients. Yes. Um, you know, we, 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 very often people say we use two yeasts. We have our, our lager yeast and our ale yeast. Well, the reason we, we had those yeasts is when we started doing ales, um, 
<coughs> this was back in the early 70s, where do you get your ale yeast? Uh, there was no white labs. There, were, there really was no good source of yeast. Um, so, and we only brewed ye, uh, ales uh, infrequently, once a year at Christmas or when we did the Liberty Ale. Um, so we, we couldn't really maintain any ale yeast. So we wound up getting our ale yeast from either Genesee Brewing in New York or I think we got it one or two times from Molson's. Do you remember that? Name? Okay. Uh, from Molson's in Canada. And, um, and then we had our lager yeast, which was we used, uh, we used to get yeast from everywhere. Every little brewery around, uh, uh, we would take turns hitting them up for yeast. <laughs> and then we finally started using a Wallerstein Laboratories uh, strain. Um, but it was hard to get, get yeast and different yeast. Now you call White Labs, you can get all these different sure. yeasts. And that's, where I think, what we're gonna, one of the things we're going to be talking about. And uh, uh, the, the, the beer world's changed so much. If we want to do a special malt, we used to have to bring in a whole uh, container of English malt if we wanted to do an English beer. Now I can get on the phone have it over here tomorrow. Right. You, know, it's, it's <laughs> you can get it by the ounce now. Yeah, it's unbelievable the difference uh, in what's available to all of us. So I'm glad that you bring this up because in some ways, uh, even us fans of Anchor, I think we, we used to think, well, uh, Anchor doesn't change because they're just, they're a little stubborn. They're, they're just sticking to their guns. But really, it was, this is how you started. It's exactly. just what you got. That's it. So That's it, exactly. Now everything's available to <laughs> Everything. you. Yeah, okay. So I would like to know, uh, if any of you know, e- even just a rough number, how many different beers are you brewing now here at Anchor? I couldn't do much better than Chris. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking 10 beers? Is it more than 10 now? Dave might have it be better. It's more think than it's, 10. It's around 12, You 15? think it's around 12, Ramon? Yeah, yeah. Something like that with all the Zymasters and uh, – okay. That's seven alone, right? The, if, if the whole series, you've done seven now. Well, yearly. Uh, yearly. Okay, so once a year. Um, or It's not once a year. You guys do the Zymaster. We, we do about two a year. Two a year. Okay. Four seasonal beers, two Zymaster a year, all the regulars. This year we've all done the regulars. four Zymasters this year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you guys are getting into this Zymaster thing. Yeah. I like it. Four seasonals. I feel like they just wake you up off the couch every now and then, Mark, That's and say, it. design us a new beer. <laughs> That's it. Then I go back to sleep. <laughs> and then you go right back to bed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So one of the new beers that's in my glass, and I know that JP was enjoying this earlier in the show, is the Winter Wheat. Yes. Um, and this is a, a brand new beer for you guys, yes. right? Uh, this is the first year you've done it. So It's a seasonal. It's a, tell us about this beer, Mike. Can you do that? What do you think? We use <laughs> what do you think? five different kinds of wheat malt. Five different kinds of wheat, really? I didn't know there were five different kinds of wheat. Okay. Neither did we. How many do you want? We, we can get five? Let's we'll, get all five. We'll take five. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. One of which is, is roasted. We really like that one a lot. Mm. Okay. Uh, what about the uh, – is it two-row base malt, though? I yeah. See? Yeah? Okay. What percent do all of the wheats make up? Okay. okay. Now I'm going to my cheat sheet. Ish. That's okay. Yeah. Well, Mike's looking that up. The uh, Amongst the five different wheats, he says that toasted is this Belgian wheat malt that I learned about from uh, Jeremy Marshall at Lagunitas. Yeah. And uh, I said to him, uh, geez, Jeremy, you mind if I use that wheat in a beer? You know, because I hate to just steal from another bride. I like to say I'm inspired by other brewers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I didn't want to just out and out steal from him. And he said, oh, no, don't. He says, I wish you would because... It's not being imported by the two major guys, and so he thought it would help him get it if we started okay. using it. Yeah. Selfish yeah. reasons, sure. Yeah. 
And then we also used a wheat uh, that is a new one from Brees that – uh, it, it it's a, a black wheat, but without the astringent flavor. And okay. And when you drink the winter wheat, if if you drink it blindfolded, I don't think the first thing you'd say is, "Well, this is a black beer." No, no. way. Yeah. It, and I think that's partially due to this uh, 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 wheat from uh, Bree Smalltheme called Black Prince. Okay. No, it's midnight wheat. Midnight wheat. Midnight Oops. wheat. Okay. <laughs> black Prince is the malt partly. Right. <laughs> that's right. Sorry. Okay. Thanks, Mike. So what percent of the beer is uh, of the grist is is wheat? I'm going to say Even one roughly. third. About a third of it. Okay. When we were making our first wheat beer, we tried to get as much wheat as we could get in there as possible, and and I think we we ended up with a third was about as far as you could go and still get a runoff. I see. So I think we probably started with a third. You know, our first wheat beer was seventy percent. Seventy wow. percent wheat. Yeah. No, but everyone I got would that have a stuck mash with that. <laughs> We did. <laughs> but, no, we had. We didn't anybody tell you that was a silly idea? It, it didn't convert and it didn't run off. Really? Yeah. No, but we did. We remember we put in the spent hops. Oh yeah, that was a great idea. <laughs> into the into the mash as well. Yeah. What did you do that for? To because you needed the filter bed. Ah, okay. And the wheat didn't tank. have any of the the husk. Okay. To act as a filter bed. And so what we happened? We were told by a sold it, it would run. He, he's right. It, would, it was a bad runoff, but. It, <laughs> It, it, it was an old German trick, and, and okay. that's what, anyway, we tried it. <laughs> we tried it once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I was in the brewery that well, day. To hell with the runoff. You had to get the spent hops from downstairs into the lauder <laughs> Up to here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, when stuff like this happens at Anchor, you guys have been doing this for a while, so mistakes have happened. Do you still get frustrated, or is everyone standing around laughing? We stand around and laugh and get frustrated. <laughs> and then get frustrated. <laughs> I would say we, we wound up laughing about it at the bar later on. Okay. <laughs> that, that right. Sense. In the moment, I'm sure it's not that funny. But yeah. honestly, that was probably one of the great things about working for Fritz. Because he said, well, if we're going to make a wheat beer, we want to use as much wheat as we possibly can. It was just his attitude. You know? I like and, it. And, yeah, and it was fun working for a guy like that. Did the beer make it to market, this 70% oh, yeah. wheat beer? Oh, yeah. It oh, did. Yeah. Okay. That was our recipe for quite a while. But, you know. Mark was talking about not having ingredients available to us. Our first wheat malt was horrible. You should have seen the brew chart, the yeah. the conversion temper, the temperatures we went through. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was like two pages, and we couldn't mash in at low enough of a temperature in our mash tun, so we had to use a hose in addition to it. Really? Is that just because of how the, the malt was made back then? Yeah, it was, it was now you don't have to do that. Yeah. Right, you can just do one temperature yeah. now, or no? Well. We uh, we do have some steps, but it wasn't bad as bad as the old okay. days, <laughs> where it took all day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, an extra hose. But we had all day. More hose. <laughs> I need more hose. Ramon, more hose. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, we, they can't get here for another four hours, so <laughs> we used to pin the cold water hose down with the doors on the mash tun because you had to go do other stuff. But sometimes it would get away in the hallway. <laughs> you'd have a huge mess. There'd be water everywhere. Wow. Okay, so this beer, it's about a third wheat. And uh, let's just talk about the, the malt profile real quick because, I, Mark, I think you're, you're absolutely right that uh, you'd never guess this was even a dark beer, yeah, yeah. I think, if you were blindfolded when you were tasting it. It's very smooth. Um, it very is, smooth. isn't it? It's, just a, it yeah. it's got a great character to it um, and a nice maltiness. We didn't try to make – we weren't making an IPA-type beer. We weren't really highly hopped. We just wanted to really – 
It's 7% alcohol. <laughs> JP likes that, yeah. He's 7% alcohol, so it's going to warm you up in the winter, you know. And, Good. And, uh, or during this show. Or during this show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just think it's a great beer. It is a great beer. It has a little roastiness on the end, which I really enjoy. It kind of balances yeah. the, the sweet. There's some uh, kind of caramel in there. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's very well-balanced yeah. beer. It does not drink like a 7.5% or 7% winter warmer yeah it's very very pleasant especially the fourth pint yeah <laughs> <laughs> i haven't gotten there yet but uh there's we'll even see. a there's even a little i don't know if tart is the right flavor but in its dryness because it's a nice dry wheat yeah. beer there's a little bit of uh a tartness that i think helps to clear it and and dry it out as well uh that i really like it's certainly uh i think more malt forward than it is hop forward right mm-hmm. um yeah. so obviously you said you weren't going for an ipa in that case but what what are the hops Mike? Northern Brewer. All Northern Brewer. All Northern Brewer. Keep it simple. I like it. I was worried. You know, a lot of winter beers, of course, you guys have your Christmas ale. A lot of people spice their winter beers. Yeah. So I was concerned when I saw the color in my glass that it was going to be a big spicy beer, and it's not at all. It's very refreshing. We have our Christmas ale for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's enough already. Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling uh, you're not anchor f- uh, you know, for as long as anchor has been anchor if you don't have a, a light touch when it comes to you know, designing beers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else that sticks out to you about this beer? I, I love the, the balance. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the surprise was the alcohol percentage because it doesn't, it doesn't drink that, like that at all. Yeah. Um, I like kind of a, the, the sweetness. There's a dryness, like you said, uh, that kind of complements really well. There's not a whole lot of hop-forward uh, beers uh, or a lot of hop-forward uh, flavors, a lot of hops in there, yep. uh, which a lot of beers have, and I, I dislike. I'm tired uh, of that. Yeah, it's it's hard to find a beer that's really well balanced, and this this is one of them. Is well, this in bottles as well? Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, this is yep. in bottles. Okay. Bottles, yeah. Yep. Ramon, do you have to brew this beer here at the brewery? Have you brewed it? Brewed it. You brewed it. Brewed it all the time. Any particular challenges or uh, tricks to get this one right? Uh, um, not really. It's a small brew since it's a high uh, gravity, but. 30% wheat's pretty easy to brew. You don't have to put in, like, rice holes or anything like nope. that for something like no, that? No, nothing. Okay. We, we don't do any of that. Even for our summer beer, which is uh, 60% wheat, we don't, we okay. don't do that. Is that just mash ton design that, that helps you that way? Because I don't think a home brewer um, would be able to do that, but I don't know. Lotter ton and... Uh, uh, a pretty loose grind and skilled, helps us out. Skilled brewers. Skilled so brewers, yeah. Right. Number one, skilled brewers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just drive the truck, so that's what they tell me. Me too. <laughs> I don't know. Now, what about the what about the five different types uh, of wheat? Uh, I, I'm actually not too familiar with the volumes of your system. Does that mean that Ramon has to lug you know, that many different bags of grain? Or, or do you guys have it in, like, super sacks? <laughs> yes. <or> silo? It's, <laughs> it's, it's sacks, yes. It's sacks of grain, Ramon. Okay, so you hate this part of the beer. <laughs> Be honest. Five different well, wheat you have to love. Thankfully, the good part, if you're brewing it, somebody else is grinding it. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so it's good to be the brewer. <laughs> bad to be the grinder. <laughs> Unless you're at a dance club. And then, That's, well, yeah. then pretty then good at that. It's right. Yeah. Okay. One of the five wheats is a local winter wheat that uh-huh. Dave Burkhart found. Local where? Yeah, Dave's going to come over and tell us about America. that. <laughs> local to America. Right. How local? Very local. About 75 miles away from here on the Russian River in Healdsburg. There's a little family farm. And I thought it would be fun. You know, we had all this wheat to begin with. We might as well have another one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it would also even out with the IPA. Our IPA uses six different hops. 
So now our winter wheat uses six different grains, five wheats and barley malt. Beautiful. So we actually went up for the, went up for the harvest. It was beautiful. Uh, we got a, uh, a drone um, with a camera flying over oh, the nice. harvest and everything, which is very cool. Yeah. And uh, uh, they were very nice to bring it down. They did not malt it, so it's unmalted, soft, red winter wheat. And that had a lot to do also with having winter wheat in there because that's that's the name of the beer. Okay. And so And so that, that made sense as well. But it was a real nice uh, sort of first relationship. You know, with Fritz, uh, we had uh, we started the tradition of going to barley harvest, going to hop harvest, going and so on and so forth. So it was fun for... Uh, a, a lot of a handful of people to go up there and see see the wheat in the field. And sure, see how it's harvested. I love it. Wait, is the drone video available on the Anchor uh, website it, yet? Or? It, it's uh, on in, its way in production, but it's actually it's going to be out soon. There's going to be a winter wheat video. Beautiful. Uh, that will we feature uh, the return of our gold miner Ollie. Okay. Um, so stay tuned on that one. Is that a beer or a person? That's a person. Okay. I, and sometimes <laughs> you never know. <laughs> gold miner Ollie. I don't I mean, know. Gold miner Ollie. That's a good name for a beer, actually. Yeah. GMO. That would be GMO. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, oh, that'll yeah. sell well yeah, in yeah. San Francisco. Really good in California. I don't yeah, like GMO beers. Well, you're <laughs> not a beer historian. Get in my face. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyway, they're 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 you know completely organic, self-sustaining farm, and it was just really cool. And we hope to do some other things with them. Now, you said it's unmalted. Correct. That means you didn't have to send it off to a maltster to, to kiln and do the normal things that need to be done? Correct. So how does it go from the field into a beer? I don't understand. I, I thought there has to be some processing. There is a processing part of the puzzle. Okay. Um, but it's just, it just not malted. So it, it looks like the little wheat berries, okay. essentially, hmm. you know, uh, without you know without the stalk and all that business. I see. So, so uh, it's almost more just like a drying out than a, a full-on kilning. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I keep forgetting to do this, but if anybody from the live studio audience has questions, uh, just come uh, right up to just about where Gail's standing at the pillar there, and we'll bring the microphone out to you. But throughout the process, if you want to <laughs> ask the guys questions about the beers that you're drinking or the brewery, uh, yeah. you know, or about Ramon and how the hell he ended up here. I'm uh, single. <laughs> uh, any of those things, just, just raise your hand and, and, we'll, and, and come up to the pillar here. We'll get a microphone over to you. Um, Looks like Gail's the first one in line for questions. Yeah, <laughs> Way to go, Gail. <laughs> yeah. Way to break the ice. Good work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really do love this. Uh, oh, she has a question. You do have a question already. All right. Yeah, here, just grab the mic here. When do we leave? Yeah, this is a little bit of a follow-up. So uh, when you're working with unmalted wheat, do you have to do a cereal mash like they would do in Belgium with lambics and so forth where you sort of boil it down into some kind of a goop? Some no. kind of a porridge? No, they, they're the uh, unmalted wheat, uh, if we mill it and add it to the mash, there's plenty of enzymes in the rest of the barley and the rest of the malted wheat uh, that it'll convert. It's not like corn or rice where you would have to boil it in advance. I'm feeling like Anchor's next step, and maybe at the new facility you can have this idea. Uh, <laughs> Should have a homebrew shop where we can buy some of these ingredients that you guys are using, too. Uh, yeah. You've gone from, you know, we can only get a few ingredients to now you're bringing in some of the best stuff in the world. So I, I just kind of want some of it. Well, I think yeah. you guys can all get them, can't you, from Brewer's Supply? And yeah, I think some of these. Probably. Yeah, yeah, but not your local one that you guys got from Petaluma. Yeah, or the uh, yeast that Mark stole from <laughs> some yeah. eastern block country or something yeah, like yeah. that. So what yeast is in this, in this beer, in the winter wheat? This is our uh, 007, right, guys? 
And this is uh, one of the first yeasts that we've uh, brought in in a long time. It's a White Labs yeast. Okay. Uh, 007, it's an English uh, ale yeast, and I just really like the name 007. It's a great, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> From White Labs? Is that yeah. the high-gravity English or the whatever yeah, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. It was supposed to just be a clean, fermenting, uh, nice yeast when I read the description. Yeah. And uh, it, it uh, so we thought we'd give it a try, and I was real happy with it. I liked it quite yeah, a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And what does this beer ferment in? The open fermenters or it, new fermenters? Yeah, the, the ale fermenters. Okay. Yeah. But those are open as well. They're Correct. not closed Correct. conical. Correct. Okay. And uh, how about the the performance of of this yeast? Did it throw you any curveballs? Well, one thing we've discovered recently, you know, over the years, like our yeast, we we uh, ferment our yeast, we collect our yeast, and then we repitch it. And we've had a number of brewers over the years say to us, "Well, how do you keep repitching? Doesn't your yeast mutate?" You yeah. Know? And, it, and I always kind of look. I wonder what they're talking about. You know, we because no, it doesn't mutate. We collect <laughs> it, we use it, it keeps fermenting. It's just great. Well, all of a sudden, we bring in 007, and we use it for, what, six, seven generations, and it doesn't want to ferment anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. And I and uh, I, I know you guys probably know I have more experience with this than, than I do. But and then you uh, have to go, God damn it, Fritz you call was right. White, you got to call White Labs and get another batch. I don't... I want to know how they're, building the, how they're building in the <laughs> self-destruct into their yeast. <laughs> yeah. They're very clever, those white yeah, labs. I will say they are. They're going to rename it Mission Impossible Yeast. Exactly. <laughs> this yeast will self-destruct <laughs> in six batches. Yeah. yeah you're going to have to come to us again. <laughs> oh, and no. again. They, they, and they send again. you the first batch free. Yeah. Well, how do you think Chris White has a new RV? <laughs> yeah. Now, do you really do, do you think that that's uh, – by nature of the how you're fermenting, the open fermentation, or is it just maybe not as hardy as you guys are used to? I just don't know. I mean, okay. this is all too soon to tell uh, for us because I'd like to talk to Chris White about it at some point. Yeah, I'll call him right now. We're, okay, we're yeah. just discovering this, you know, and, and it's interesting. So, uh, uh, but we want to keep using these other yeasts. Sure. Uh, we, we like 007. We now do the Sasson where we bring in a yeast from Giga Yeast. Uh, that's just a seasonal, so we're not using that much of it. But uh, and then I brought back that yeast from Estonia, so we've had a lot of fun with these new yeasts. You okay. Know? And um, White Labs, by the way, did work up the Estonian yeast that I brought back. And I want to talk about that beer in just a moment. Sure. We, we've got another uh, listener question. What's your name? Uh, Jenna Blair. I work at the brewing laboratory at Drake's Brewing Company, and uh, you were talking about yeast, and that's my main portion of my job. And I was wondering. With all the different kinds of yeast that you've used, what is like the most funky and most interesting that you've come across? Well, it would it w- I would have to be the Estonian yeast because it was just kind of a weird yeast that I brought back from Estonia in just a tiny quantity, and we sent it down to White Labs, and they worked it up for us, and uh, and then we made our uh, 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 Serum Island Ale, which was one of our Zymaster series. Um, but uh, the yeast from Giga Yeast is a, was a kind of a really nice uh, uh, El- Belgian Sasson type yeast, you know, with all those great clovey flavors and some of the farm yard flavors, you know. But those would be the two for sure. Very cool. Thank you. you. Mike, you have, Ramon, you have any comment on that? Any other crazy? I'm sorry? I th- we know of it. Some brewers have used it, it sounds like, yeah. 
and I think they're doing a great job. I really like to use them because they're local and, and uh, a really good company. Okay. So that's one of your favorites, one of your favorite new ones yeah. to use. So I, I do. I need to know the story about this Estonia yeast. You, so you did a Zymaster beer. Called, I can't even pronounce the beer. Sarama <laughs> Island. Sarama Island. Yeah. And is this was this your harebrained idea to go to Estonia? Well, yeah. It, no, it's my wife's. My okay. Wife, my wife likes to go places where there are no tourists. And nice. And, yeah. And so she tells me we're gonna we're gonna go to. Uh, uh, Russia, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. Oh, yeah, there's no tourists there. Well, and there are certainly in <laughs> Russia, but not many okay. once you get away from the major cities of those other cities. Yeah. And uh, it was a great trip. We got uh, arrested and pulled off the train in Russia, uh, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> this is why I'm saying there are no tourists there because <laughs> right. of these things. Because of this story right here. <laughs> but, that's why I go to Disneyland. I know what to expect. Yeah. But uh, – uh, I ran into this beer in, in uh, Sarama Island. I walked into a bar to get a beer, and, and they served me this beer. And, and it really did have a different taste, very different taste. And uh, I tried to find the brewery that made the beer, and uh, I could never find it. I couldn't, it. I couldn't find the address. I couldn't find people to direct me. Anyway, I couldn't find the brewery, but I had this beer. And so I... I, uh, I Took, uh, I had him at the bar. They was on draft. I had him fill a pet bottle with this beer. And as I was on my vacation, I would let the beer settle every night, and then I'd pour off some more of the liquid, and then it would settle the next night. So by the end of the trip, it was a pretty heavy. It was an unfiltered beer. There was a fairly heavy concentration of yeast, and I put that in a couple little bottles and brought it home. Nice. And then I had White Labs work it up, and um, I was really pleased with it. And it's funny because we, we eventually – this made the brewing some brewing presser and we got a uh, email from a guy in estonia he said i heard you made this beer and we we sent it off to him and uh he said oh he tasted it and he thought it was great it really because this goes back to their traditional brewing methods and their traditional yeast he said the only thing he didn't it needed a hint of juniper, which I did not get in their beer hmm. at all. Okay. But they're not talking juniper berries because it, it, in, in uh, those countries, traditionally they would use juniper branches in the louder ton to filter the mash. Oh, wow. I see. And in, instead of a mash? Uh, instead of plates. Instead of a screen? Okay. Yeah, correct. Right. And, and uh, so I don't know what he does with his beer. I doubt that he uses the it, it, juniper as a filter bed, but he may put in some juniper branches. I did not get that at all in his beer. Okay. He said that he missed it in mine, uh, but when I tasted the one we made, boy, it tasted just like what I, my memory of what I tasted of his. Wow. So now I'd love to go back there or have him send me some of his. You know, see if you can get the juniper. And, yeah, and see if I can taste it in there. You know. Did he also then ask you for a green card? <laughs> Can I please move to San Francisco? I think he was really happy. <laughs> Quite happy where he was. I think he was making a pretty good living with this little brewery. And uh, uh, Estonia is – I would recommend anybody going to Estonia. It's a cool place. There, okay. There, it's a, uh, it seemed to me that uh, there's so many young people there. You want to stay in the major cities. You get out in the country. They don't even have good bars to drink in because they, <laughs> I don't think there's a culture of drinking in bars. Uh, they all drank at home. I see. You go into any store. And I don't care the size of the store. A third of that store is devoted to alcohol. Okay. And, wow. And, 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 uh, uh, but in the major cities, I think there's, uh, uh, in Estonia it's Tallinn, and then there's another uh, second city that uh, is University City. And, boy, they're, they're really something. I mean, okay. It's a real youth culture. It's r booming business. 
free internet anywhere. It's unbelievable. Young people, free internet, and tons of alcohol right. is now on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, got it. I am sold. You yeah. should work for the tourist industry yeah. of Estonia. And a it's huge <laughs> music scene. Yeah. It's, it's, it's oh, a, right. Yeah, it's a cool place. It's okay. free internet, but it's 0.1K down. So <laughs> in 10 years, you'll get a JPEG. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. All right. I want to talk about some more of the beers, too. Um, how about this Sour Mash IPA? Yeah. Did you try this one, JP? I've been drinking it right now, as a matter of fact, Justin. <laughs> Thank you, JP. You're very welcome. So this is the first time having it here. Um, who decided to do a Sour Mash beer? Mike? You guys remember well, this, whose, whose this idea this was? Bruce is probably trying to screw everyone up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what you guys should do? Bruce, Bruce contributes the Sour Mash. Ah, uh, from the distilling from side. From the distilling mm. side. That, okay. That uh, we had a request uh, uh, from our salespeople that they thought it would be a good idea if we d- did a rye beer. They thought there would be a demand for a rye beer. And, and um, I thought, well, what's interesting about a rye beer? You know, well, all of a sudden I realized, well, you know, we're, we, use <coughs> we use rye in our distillery every day, malted rye, lots of it. Yeah. And uh, one of the things in the distillery, we make sure that that rye uh, ferments for a longer time than we, or, uh, than we do up here because you want some of the um, lactobacillus and bacteria to get going in that mash because it makes better whiskey. Okay. And so I – and old German brewers would sometimes get – bacteria going in their mash to change the pH because of the Reinheit's vote they couldn't add stuff. And Anyway. And this is just a matter of letting it sit longer in, in sort of warm temperatures. Correct. Okay. And so I thought it'd be fun to take some of our sour mash. The beer's not sour. The mash is. And I thought it'd be fun to take some of our mash because we had sour mash in our distillery. Mm-hmm. Add it to our mash ton up here. Okay. Which would lower the pH, make a little t- a drier beer, a little tartar beer. And and just see what happened. And it's a chance to add rye. So you're still now. When I first saw sour mash IPA, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be some sort of sour beer. But now I'm understanding it's going into the mash tun. You're still boiling off Correct. any of those bugs Correct. that are in there. Correct. Okay. So it's really, as you're saying, it's adding a, a little adjustment to the pH. Exactly. Which will do what? It it just changes the flavor a little, make it uh, uh, the beer a little bit tarter. Okay. Uh, the final pH is going to be a little bit lower. Okay. And we think it adds some kind of unique uh, rye character to it that you wouldn't get from just adding rye to the beer. Got it. Okay. And so you make the mash at the distillery, which is where is that just across the street or? Downstairs. Uh, it's downstairs, so yeah. it's not like you had to transport this anywhere. Yeah, it's, per- okay. it's close. It's where we're sleeping today. It's yeah. <laughs> downstairs yeah. in the yes. basement. Yes, please. Uh, is there? Do you know what percentage of the mash ended it's up a, being it's this? It's a small percentage okay. because, uh, you know, I can't get Mike's guys to carry this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Ramon. <laughs> Bruce won't give it to us. Ah, oh, Bruce is very stingy <laughs> with his. deliver. It's yeah. a problem. <laughs> I can. S- there's ongoing debate in the yeah. brewery now about right. whether he won't give it or he won't deliver. I think it was one five-gallon bucket. <laughs> Is that right? That's all you could get delivered upstairs? There's a freight elevator, for God's sake. One five-gallon bucket. No, but it is enough to lower the pH. Okay. And and uh, we do think it lends some unique character to it. It so definitely does. Was yeah. the base beer yeah. then the new Anchor IPA, and you just added the sour mash? No, or was no. It totally different. No, totally base? different uh, recipe. Okay. Did you plan? We the use recipe? rye also. You also oh, okay. in, in we grind our own rye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you plan the uh, the new recipe around adding the sour mash to it? Yes. 
built from scratch to do the sour mash. Okay. What percent of rye is in it? You have that in front of you, Mike? Ten percent. Ten percent? Okay. Hmm. It does have a ton of rye character. And, in fact, I would have picked something like that out before I would have picked out, uh, say, sour or, or tart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a little more tart up front. I, g- I'm, I guess I'm not a big rye hmm. picker-outer, if I can picker-outer. coin a phrase right now. I love rye in beer. I used to yeah. hate it, and now I really enjoy it. I think it adds a ton of character to this beer. This one, uh, maybe because of the sour mash, I don't know what, has the least anchor house flavor Oh, really? Of all of your <laughs> – uh, so, yeah. It's you should make Mike real happy. Yeah, I don't, again, I don't think it's a negative thing that you guys have a house flavor, but this one has the least of it uh, for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, what yeast in this one? Double, 007 in this the one. The 007 also. again. Terrific. Okay. And also one of our favorite hops, Nelson Savin. Oh, yeah. I like that hop too. Uh, I don't often find it used very well, but for some reason uh, when I find a good one, I love that hop. Uh, is that the only hop in it? Or you got more in there? That's the only hop. Also dry hopped with Nelson Savin. You guys, do you do a lot of single hop beers? You know, we have, all our beers were single hop <laughs> before <laughs> there was such a thing. As, As more than one hop. Yeah, now it's right. a thing, right? Oh, I did single hop. And you guys are like, so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like me putting on my grandpa's pants. Oh, so what? So what? Who cares? Now you're wearing pants. Right. Uh, okay, so that that's always been kind of an anchor. But I don't think I don't we know. did this on purpose. We just, um, well, yes, we did. We did it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> we chose Nelson Seven. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's funny because when he did our, our our IPA, our first beer, we actually put IPA on the label. We put in all kinds of hops. You okay. Know, like six different hops in that. And so, sure. Yeah. You went for it, and then you yeah. had to dial yeah, back yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Just like when they told you how many wheats were available. <laughs> yeah. We'll take five. I like this beer because, to me, it seems more like an English-style IPA. Oh, yeah. Ah. There's a, a, it's a little more malty than, a, like, a you wouldn't drink this and go West Coast IPA. Sure. There's no way. And, cool. and I really uh, appreciate I like that. that. I think it's very approachable. The tartness kind of balances that malt out. Some of that uh, must be the yeast, right? That it's, it's oh an yeah. English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, got, it's estery in Maybe. that way. Um, I like that description. Oh, thank, thank you. You can use it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say, Mark, I've, I've always put myself out there to be available to write forewords for people's books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so whenever you, whenever you author your, you know, your, your um, skyrocket to, to fa- uh, I'm here. I'm here All for right. You. Thank All right. You. You're very welcome. But only four words. But only four words. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce has heard the show before. That's all I can do. Anything else comes out garbled. Well, plus Mark's book will be like three chapters of beer, uh, six chapters of horseback riding, <laughs> yeah. and another 12 chapters of skydiving. Yeah. So you have to wrap your head around that, JP. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, guys, you're, you're making wonderful beer, uh, as always. I'm liking to see the new stuff. Do you have a, a favorite? And I'd ask even each one of you if, if you have a favorite new anchor beer. Bruce? And you? a favorite newer, new-ish anchor beer? It could be within the last couple years, you know? I think Breckles. Breckles? Yeah. Yeah, I love that beer. I remember the I first time it. I had it, you guys launched it at SF Beer Week a few yeah, years ago, correct, right? correct, correct. Um, that's a good one. Uh, what about you, Mark? You know, it's always a difficult question uh, because, um, I mean, steam beer is just such a great beer. You know, I yeah, just love yeah. steam beer, and that's all we made when I first started here, so we drank a lot of it. But as you develop these new beers um, – and, and just this last weekend, I took home some of this 
um, sour mash uh, IPA, and I was drinking, and I thought, God damn, that's a good beer, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and so uh, I guess uh, this Monday, <laughs> the sour mash was my The favorite. sour mash. <laughs> it's all right if it changes. I, sure. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. It changes week to week. Uh, Ramon, you have a favorite uh, anchor beer? Uh, new beer, yeah. Breckles, and Hummy Nail. Oh, yeah. All right. Cult following Hummy Nail. Humming's available all the time, right? No. No, that's a seasonal as well? Discontinued. Oh! Oh! Ramon said. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, bring it back. Bring back Humming. <laughs> Apparently, Ramon's been uh, fighting internally to bring back Humming. He's been <laughs> right. sending around a I'll petition. fight the good fight. <laughs> Do it for all of you. Mike, favorite new beer? New beer. Yeah, new um, I like the Big Leaf Mabel. Oh, that's a great yeah. beer. You know, we had a request in the chat if we're going to get a recipe. The Out of the guys? Maple is, it oh. was one of the ones that was requested. Are you allowed to give out a recipe to our listeners, Mike? You can do anything you yes. want, can't you? Go ahead. I think we gave it out, actually. I, I did an interview with, was it Homebrew Magazine? Okay. Never and was it the maple that you gave out? Well, they asked. You know, we used to be secret about everything. Yeah. kind of like that, but. Now we, we're pretty much open with everything with the exception of the Christmas ale. That, mm-hmm. Okay. Because uh, I won't give it away. It's maybe somebody else can. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Mike. Why don't you give the big leaf recipe? Can we do that? Well, what do you want to know about the recipe? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, we start mashing at 434 and, in the and morning. And you could just do it in percentages. Um, if if that's available to you, and then the listeners can figure well, that out themselves. Well, I can guess. I don't have percentages here. Um we use um, 20% caramel 20. Okay. And then. <laughs> and that's it. 20% of that. I don't know how that works out. Um, I'll just give you pounds. What the hell? All right. What the hell? We can do it that way, too. <laughs> There's um, uh, around 5,000 pounds pale, 1,000 pounds of, one of 20. Got it. 1,000 pounds. For 5, 200 pounds of. <laughs> yeah. 120. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And five gallons of water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my favorite hop, we've got uh, your Nelson Savins in the kettle with um, nuggets. And we dry hop with citrus and cascades. Wow. And do you have about how many IBUs the the beer ends up being there? Uh, Then we could calculate how many hops to put in there, too. What do you think, Ramon? Do you know it? I have it written down here. I think, it's, I think that Ramon's about right, 50. 50 yeah. IBUs? Yeah. Hmm. Nelson in the kettle. And then what was nuggets. the dry hop? And with nuggets. nuggets, too. With nuggets, nuggets. okay. the boil. Okay, got it. And then what was the dry hop again? Citra. Citra and Cascade, mostly citra. Okay. And huh. what yeast did you oh, use? Oh, and we also use, again, again, a Dave Burkhart find. We use big leaf maple yep. syrup. Oh, right. Is that that's a local? And I don't think I'm going to give you the amount of that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ramon's saying you guys bought every bit of it, so we We can't. We bought every bit, every bit we could possibly buy, but uh, because of the California drought, we couldn't source it from California this year. Even though Uh, I went up to Eureka and trudged around the mountains in the middle of the winter, uh, uh, drilling holes in trees. Did you Uh, really? (laughs) We were unable. You are dedicated. That's a whole story in itself. But the uh, shot up. So this year, I actually uh, flew uh, flew to British Columbia to a hobbyist. There's nobody that does this professionally, and to a hobbyist that uh, 
uh, you know, took me into his home, took me on a tour of all his trees and stuff. Well, well, hang it was, on. It was, it was, was his name Matthew? I'm not sure I understand what the product is then when you say it's nobody actual, does it. It's actual maple, le- maple syrup. But most maple syrup in this country comes from sugar maples. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Canada. Okay. And those are very an, much an East Coast phenomenon. So when we talked about adding maple syrup to our beer, I thought, well, gee, that doesn't seem very California. It doesn't seem very West Coast, which means it doesn't really seem very anchor. So what if we found a native Californian tree, which the big, big leaf maple is, okay. and uh, actually use that syrup in the beer? Got it. So pretty easy the first year to source this year was a little bit more difficult okay um, but we are able to put some in every brew which is it was kind of a fun thing awesome yeah and And it is it's a fantastic beer it's unbelievable and the beer is fantastic and that just comes out once a year as well that's a seasonal for you guys too fall seasonal okay you guys are having some fun in this brewery I like that they're just sending you out into the woods. <laughs> Go find us something. The good thing is they invited me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these times, one Dave. One of these times. Right. Know, yeah. <laughs> send you into the wrong woods. Yeah, you and your history books. Go in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't ever come back. Yeah. Bring a notepad. We'll see you later, buddy. Send him with hands on the <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dave. All right. I don't want to be – well, I kind of do want to be here all night. I just don't want to be on air all night. Right. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to let you know about uh, the American Homebrewers Association. The great people at the American Homebrewers Association, uh, they support us, uh, and they support you if you're a homebrewer. You should be a member. You can hit the AHA link right on the Brewing Network homepage or go to homebrewersassociation.org, and they do great things for us uh, as homebrewers. They, they fight uh, legislative battles to make sure we can still homebrew and bring our beer out into the public so we don't have to hide in a closet in our house, uh, all sorts of things, uh, you should be a member of the American Homebrewers Association. So don't do it because I said so. Do it because I said so. Uh, All right. And then we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I think we're going to do some more anchor trivia. Nice. We've got a couple of things lined up. We're going to do a tasting game that will involve some of our live studio audience. And we're also going to do a full-on anchor trivia game. Now, originally, I was going to do this anchor trivia game with just two contestants from the audience. Right. I feel like we should do two contestants and somebody from the anchor team oh, who, Dave. To, compete ag- <laughs> to compete against uh, the two contestants. Yes, um, I like this. And, and that person will play for another member of the audience. So, so if the anchor guy wins, uh, then you know, we'll give a prize to, to somebody here. I just okay. think it will be more fun. So we'll talk off air about who has that dubious honor. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to take us a quick break. Um, hang in there, and when we come back, more from the boys at Anchor Steve. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. 
My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem you need the five star solution visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019 800-782-7019 and get the five star treatment today have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Starting a brewery is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's definitely a labor of love. If you're not going to give it 100%, don't bother. 
Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah, all right. We're still going strong here at Anchor Brewing Company in San Francisco, California. Uh, having ourselves uh, a pretty damn good time, I have to say so. Myself, uh, I might even come do another remote here. <laughs> at this Only here, though. <laughs> Only here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, uh, now when brewers ask me, hey, will you come do a remote? Sure, if you want to do it at Anchor. <laughs> I'll uh, be happy to do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, now this we're having a good time and they're treating us really well out here and we're stoked to see all of our listeners out here too enjoying uh, the digs and so we've got uh, some of our listeners on the program right now to play along with us in a little anchor trivia and to do so we also brought on uh, one of anchor brewers Kevin West uh, who is also with us uh, to compete against the listeners Kevin. Um, yeah, Jen. So Kevin and Jen versus. No way. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to let them team up. Uh, now, part of me, you have to know, because I'm a little bit of a masochist and I like making fun of people, hopes that you guys <laughs> fail miserably at the Anchor Trivia. Because uh, I think that will just make it kind of fun for me anyway. For your, job's, Absolutely. for your job's sake, Kevin, I hope you do great. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here 21 years. They're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming. So, so you're point. fine, yeah. And just so you know, Dave's not behind you watching like a hawk whether or not you get any of the Anchor Trivia right. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's not I'm there. a masochist, so if you lose, you can cut me. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> right. Uh, real quick, before we get into our game, uh, you know, we've been talking about being a professional brewery and a professional brewer all night. Uh, let me let you know about the Siebel Institute of Technology. It's America's oldest brewing school, and they've got more courses than any other brewing school, uh, which include uh, advanced home brewing. So you don't even have to be a, a pro to go to wow. Siebel. You could want to just get uh, better at your home brewing. Craft distilling, which is very important to the anchor folks here. Yeah. Uh, they got classes on that. And then just even beer styles courses for those looking to ace beer knowledge exams like the BJCP. Uh, Professional-level brewing courses available both campus-based and web-based, and the faculty include some of the best-known and most respected instructors in international brewing. In fact, I think Chris White, who we've talked about tonight with White Labs, uh, teaches at Siebel every now and then. Go to SiebelInstitute.com for all the info. If you want to become a professional brewer, I highly recommend that you get some training before you do so. Siebel Institute, check it out. Well, let's be honest. Uh, with the, the price of uh, homebrewing ingredients going up and up... <laughs> Take that class on uh, advanced homebrewing, seriously. You might as well brew good beer every time. Yeah. I mean, like I do. Right. Whenever you brew, whenever Chad brews for you for Brewcaster Challenge, you do great. <laughs> I do great. You do great. <laughs> I have good beer. Thank you. All right. Our two contestants from our live studio audience, I was happy to draw the name Matt Beer Pal Peterson. <laughs> Glad beer. to be here. 
Thank you very much. Glad to have you on the show. And then we've got Colin on the program as well, who apparently has played a Brewers Feud with us before. Oh. So, Colin, thanks well, for Well, let, let's, let's go back in history and remind the audience that I competed against uh, Jamil Zanishev in a trivia contest in one of the very first Brewing Network broadcasts. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was it random beer trivia or like specific? Please tell me you did badly. <laughs> yeah, I kicked do? his ass and you are going down. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what we have here is an anchor trivia game. We put together just a, a few questions. Uh, it's just based on points. So the person with the most points at the end wins. And here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to let you two anchor employees play together. You're going to play separately um, a- as your own uh, as your so own against each other. contestants. Yeah. Against each other. And each one of you is going to play for somebody in the audience. That way, if you win, we get to give away a prize to, to somebody in the audience. Um, so do you want to just pick people at random, Kevin? Uh, raise your hand if you want a prize if Kevin wins. Yeah, very enthusiastic. And, uh, yeah, we've got some people. <laughs> next um, to the post. All right, there we go. The young lady right there, she was our first hand up. Uh, what's your name? Darlene. Darlene. All right, Darlene is our first. That's who you're playing for, Kevin, so don't fuck it up because Darlene <laughs> wants, a, wants a prize. She'll cut you. Uh, and who's our other anchor uh, uh, brewer, right? My name is Jen Jordan. Jen and Jordan. I've been brewing at Anchor since the middle of June. A new brewer. Nice. Some new so blood. I'm in training. Okay. All right. I should be out of training sometime soon. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see how tonight goes first, and then Dave will right. make, a, make a judgment. Uh, yes, Dave? Here, grab this mic. Just remember it. Either 1896 <laughs> or Fritz Maytag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, a pretty, yeah. it's pretty good advice, Jen. Uh, all right, raise your hands. If you, uh, Jen, pick uh, some of that you're going to play for. You got people at the bar. You got people in the audience. The other Jen. The other Jen. All right, there we go. Uh, is it was it Jenna too? Or Jen? Jen. Jen. All right. So Jen and Darlene, you both have a chance to win a prize tonight. Colin, you can, you you're playing for yourself. You yeah. can win your own prize. And Matt, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> no, you can have a prize too. Really? Yeah. Uh, a coveted Brewing Network T-shirt. No, yeah. we'll get. Yay! <laughs> you, I know you have all of them. Uh, we'll get. You can have an anchor prize. Yeah. we'll go anchor prize right. for Matt. I like how Leanne was. You know, whenever the, uh, we're going, oh, who, who wants to? You know, wants to anchor people to play for them. Leanne, his wife, wasn't raising her hand. She's confident. <laughs> yeah, in her, in her man beer pal. <laughs> She's like, <That's> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't be disappointed as, twice. As well, she should be. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, brother. They love each other. Yeah, we love each other. All right, we're gonna Ooh. need buzzers. You're all gonna have to buzz in. Uh, in order to do this. We'll start over here with Kevin. Uh, what will your buzzer sound be? It could be a noise. It could be a hoot. I, I <coughs> good enough. Good old basic buzzer sound. Uh, Jen, uh, you'll need a buzzer as well. Ding, 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 ding. I love it. I'll be able to All hear right. that with or without a microphone. That's perfect. Colin? Whoop. Good. Matt? <coughs> Great. <laughs> hey, if you can do that on demand when, oh, when it's time man. to buzz in. Well. This is fantastic. Well, uh, will, Jen, will Jen and I have to fight over the microphone to, bu- to buzz in? I've just sit close together and hold the mic in between when you buzz in. But then whoever gets it, you hold it close to your mouth. Again. Hey, listen, I'm backing I, up a little bit so you can't see my trivia questions. Seriously, that burp was just a, a lucky happenstance. i got to have a, a different buzz. Because <laughs> you, you can't do that every time? I won't be time? able to do it on demand. <laughs> the studio audience is very disappointed. I don't give a shit about the studio audience. <laughs> I want to win this thing. 
<laughs> yeah. There. I kind of feel like I, I gave you your chance to all take right, a All right, all right. I'll commit to it. All, all right. right. He's I'm committing. I'm down with that. Well right. done. Anchor trivia. Can I play? <laughs> what, can I play? Is there you, room for me on the panel? Mm, you can be a lifeline. Okay, I'll be a lifeline. All right. Each I'm of, smart. Each of you may use JP once. Yeah. Or multiple times if you get my meaning right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ha, d- JP, ladies Have I already used up my chances with you tonight? No? Okay, good. <laughs> And why not? Each of you can also use the audience once. We'll give you two lifelines. There we go. We'll make it a little fun. No one can use Dave any times. That's right. Zero times. All right. So I've got about ten questions in front of me. I'm just going to read them. Uh, Buzz in when you're ready. And uh, you'll get points for getting it right, and you'll get made fun of for getting it wrong. Yeah. Good enough for everybody? Humiliated, as a matter of fact. The first question. Anchor's Flying Cloud Stout was named after what? (laughs) 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 Wow, Matt Peterson in with the fast belch buzzer. I'm so concerned I don't think I'm going to be able to... (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. Nicely done. Um, If I'm not mistaken, Flying Cloud was a a record-setting clipper ship in the 19th century. That's absolutely right. It was a sailing vessel clipper ship. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. All right, that's a point for Matt. Wow. He's good. I feel like he's loading up his buzzer right yeah, now. I, 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 <laughs> I am, actually. I'm, I'm actually a little overwhelmed <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. So is Leanne. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, you're going to get one point for each correct answer here. Name the two founders of Anchor. Uh, all right, that was Kevin. The two founders, I'll give you one point if, for each name. Oh, he's choking. Come on. There's a time limit, man. There has Otto Schinkel. That's one. Well done. Gottlieb Breckel. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. <laughs> oh, Ramon says wrong. He's wrong? Ramon, come up here. Because I have a different answer as well, although... Say it again. He's right. He's... It's I have I also have Ernst Baruth, so ah. Breckel's not correct. Breckel was pre-anchor when it was called what? Golden. I'll give you the point if you can tell me what the brewery was called when Breckel uh, owned it. I can tell you. Kevin's thinking the pressure's on. No help from anybody on this one because I'm giving him I'm throwing him a bone here. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> All right, Dave, come on over and give us the answer. Ric Flair. Breckel owned? Golden City Brewery. Golden oh, City Brewery. Just before it was anchor. Never uh, really got that. Ramon over there uh, got it right, though. The other owner was Ernst uh, Baruth, but you got one of the two points, Kevin. Well done. You're on the board. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I like this question, and I hope that uh, some of you know it. What is Fritz Maytag's real first name? <laughs> Kevin buzzed in. Frederick. That's right. Frederick really? Maytag. Did, did any of you in the audience know that, too? Just curious. Yeah, some of you knew. Frederick. Is it, was anyone ever allowed to call him Frederick here at the brewery, guys? Only when uh, I his had... His mother, Dave says. Only, only when I had dinner with him on Sunday nights. Then you could say, hello, Frederick. <laughs> Thank you for having me. All right. Otherwise, it was Fritz. Uh, all right. That's a couple points for Kev there. Here we go. 
Anchor Steam's a classic example of which beer style. <laughs> oh, you got to give this one to me. Was there a third buzzer or was it just those two? Uh, did you buzz? Colin, I think, buzzed in first. I'm going to give it to Colin. What beer style? It's a steam or a California common. There you go. California common is the correct answer. That's what we call it now. Of course. Steam beer is a nickname. California common is the style. There you go. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, See, he knows what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Jen's calling him out. And California became a state on. (laughs) All right. All you have to do when you buzz in is name one. Of Anchor Distillery's gin. <coughs> oh, I'm giving that to Ooh. Jen. Junipero. Junipero. Oh, no, no, no. She pronounced it wrong. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is a hard ass. He's a stickler for rules. I've heard it like five different ways, Eric. I'm going to give you the point and... Uh, Half a point. JP? Yes? Just for fun, can you name either of the other two? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not for any. Po- I'm not going to yeah, give you points. So let's see if anybody in the audience knows the name of well, the other two. Well, that's not true. I We've got actually. one over here. Genevieve, that's one, and there's one left. I can do well. Uh, no, that's, that's not a, a that's not a gin. Let me do live studio audience first. Anybody know the last one? We do have a bartender, an anchor. Well, not a bar- bartender tonight, but Old Tom. That's right. Those are the three gins that the Anchor Distillery produces. All right. I like how Matt got all surly on the pronunciation <laughs> yeah, of you. Nope, you said it wrong. I'm in it to win it. That's there right. you are. All right, You're here in we go. Something, that's for sure. <laughs> Buzz in if you know it. Before buying Anchor, owners Keith and Tony were. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Kevin buzzed in first. Were owners uh, uh, w- are executives for which vodka brand? Sky. That's right. They used to uh, work that's for Sky. All right, Kevin's doing pretty well, I think, making his bosses proud. Dave's, Dave stopped glaring at you. He's now just comfortably looking on. Okay. Anchor California Lager is a recreation of a historic lager from the 1870s, made by which brewery? Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to give it to Jen just for fun, even though uh, Kev was in first. Which uh, historic Boca? brewery? Boca. That's right, the nice. Boca Brewing uh, Company. We learned that tonight on the program. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Another point for Jen. I just want to say that uh, I've buzzed in probably five or six times, and I pity the next person who uses this microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I might have to change that microphone. I'm glad you pointed wow. it out. Oh, we're going to burn this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, get ready. In what year did Anchor introduce... They're Porter. <laughs> was that Colin? Was that, that was a high-pitched sound, Colin. <laughs> and even though Kevin was hey. in first, I like your buzz. You get in where you fit in. You know what I mean? All right. In what year did Anchor Boost Porter? Well, I thought it was 1972, but tonight they said it was 1973. So I have it as 1972. Was there a different date given tonight, Dave? <laughs> so... Would Colin be right or wrong? Because your answer was 73 based on what you thought you heard tonight. Well, I understood it to be 72, but I believe Mark said it was 73 tonight, and he's the brewmaster, so So, I thought he'd know. So since Mark fucked it up for Colin, I'm giving Colin the point. (laughs) There we go. We should just go by which full-time employee said the answer. Then that's how you know. (laughs) Yeah. All right. 
Here we go. What is the nickname of Anchor's Christmas Ale? <laughs> Kevin. Our Special Ale. That's right. It's wow. called Our Special Ale. Wow. Which, by the way, is a very endearing name. It is. It makes me like the beer a little better. It's our special ale. It's our special ale. It's special. All right. <coughs> How are we doing on points, Moscow? All right. <laughs> I'm blagging. Yeah, you are blagging. Who, who has two? Okay. Matt, you're out. Yay! No chance of winning? No. I can't come back. You can't come back. Mathematically eliminated. You're mathematically eliminated. The last question is going to be worth two points. I won't answer. And <laughs> you're welcome to stay. I'm not saying you I have to leave to. the building. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you now have to go uh, via the freight elevator, leave the building. Go hang out on the veranda, seriously. <laughs> you should take that yeah. I know. Yeah. Ride the auger out of here. A round of applause for Matt Peterson. Yeah! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> All right, Matt did well. I mean, he looks great, but he did okay. Jen and Colin, in order to tie with Kevin... You need to get both answers of the final question correct. Take the mic from him. <laughs> yeah. And, Kevin, I'm not going to let you buzz in, just, just to make it fun. All right. One point for each. Name two new styles Anchor introduced Whee! in 2014. Colin ding, buzzed ding. in. Ding, Two <laughs> new styles Anchor introduced for the first time in 2014. The IPA and the maple leaf, the big maple. That is Can not I take that point? You may take the the, the big leaf maple. That is oh, not. Wait. No, that's Jen. That's what he said. I'm going to give you a, in 2014. The IPA is correct. What was the second style introduced? Life Must be the sour match. You do still get a lifeline. Still get a lifeline. Second style. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Use that. Use this. Yeah. <laughs> Use this. Are you talking about new brews or? N- well, yeah. Yeah. It, it introduced in 2014. New beers, or I think she might be giving him new styles. This one uh, is listed as a style. Two? I have two styles introduced in 2014. If there's another one that you know of, I'll, and it's and it's a correct answer, I'll give it to you. In other words, if it's not on my list. The winter wheat. Uh. So winter wheat is a specific brand, right? And you've done wheat beers before. So you're saying a new style. Mm-hmm. So IPA a was new a new style that IPA, you did. Because the Liberty had been done and the IPA was, the Anchor IPA was a new style. Of, Correct. Of, of uh, IPA. Is, do, you guys is call Liberty, you do you guys call Liberty an IPA? Of course we do. The first mm. IPA. Then we fruit in America. question. That's weird. That's weird. Well, I thought there was an article on the Anchor blog where Liberty Ale wasn't necessarily an IPA because oh, no. first IPA, IPA oh. yeah, IPA. It was a pale ale before it became an IPA because it became an IPA because there were on more the very own Anchor blog. I believe so, but I may have read that wrong because I read in colors and symbols, so I don't really know. <laughs> The Estonia beer would be a brand new style. That was introduced in sure. 2014. <laughs> it's I a very complicated question. I think. We have well, here. I think the word, the hang-up is style word. 
Right. If you get rid of that and you go by beer, then I think it's open. I feel like I have to give the answers that I have here to see if, if we're even if it's a valid question. I so will launch an panel inquiry. On IPA that. was one of them, and the other style the other style that we have is saison, as a new style right. introduced by Anchor. I'm going to go to our judge Dave to decide if the question was valid. And if it's not, his car is the white one down in the parking lot. <laughs> if the question is not valid. I will ask another question. All the weight of 40 years of brewing is on my so- shoulders at this <laughs> point. This is really scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say that without Liberty Ale, there might be not be any American IPAs. Absolutely. So I would, yeah. I would be willing to say that IPA counts. IPA counts. So, in other words, IPA was not a new style in 2014, making the question invalid. The question's invalid, according to Judge Dave. Judge Dave. So here's what I'm going to do, and this is really just going to fuck with me, because I have one more question, and I'm going to give Colin and Jen a chance to answer it. If one of you gets it right, you're going to tie the game, and then I'm going to have to invent a question out of thin air (laughs) as a tiebreaker. But I think I can do it. Are you ready, Jen? Colin. They're both nodding yes in Radio Land. <laughs> what is the name of Anchor Distillery's single malt rye whiskey? Tweet. Colin? The old Petrero. It is the old Petrero. Yeah. Colin has tied with Kevin. Did technically now did Colin just tweet that answer in because his ringtone was tweet? <laughs> All right. And I know it's not a ringtone, but go with it. Jen, you may now exit the building. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Thank you so much for Hang playing. Hang out on the veranda with Mike. Jen with says she's been here for 14 hours. She's ready to go anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, a round of applause for Jen. Yeah. A new brewer here at Anchor. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to make something up now, right? Yeah. This should be good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Dave will do it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. go to the vault. Dave, you're, Dave. My, you're my new favorite anchor. Go yeah. to the vault here. Yeah. Go into the vault of them. Okay. as a tiebreaker. At what San Francisco restaurant did Fritz Maytag find Wait. out that Anchor Brewery was about to go under? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Colin busted first. <laughs> And and here we'll have to make an extra credit then. Okay, okay, yeah. And for extra credit, what other bar had he enjoyed Anchor Steam in All San right. Francisco Bay Area? Wow. At what San Francisco restaurant did Fritz Maytag find out that Anchor Brewing was about to go under? Colin, you buzzed in. <coughs> the Cheesecake Factory. He says the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, you so failed. (laughs) Oh, no. It's the old Spaghetti Uh, Factory. My mistake. Kevin? The old Spaghetti Factory. Kevin wins for Darlene here in the audience. Colin, fear not. You will not be walking away empty-handed. And thank you for playing. And for the extra question. And for for extra credit, Kevin, and a new car. (laughs) What was the question? Uh, New car, not valid. question is, what other San Francisco Bay Area bar did Fritz have Anchor Steam? There we go. Was it in the South Bay? 
No. So here, here, it was in the city. You want to use a lifeline? I, I'd like to use a lifeline. The studio audience or JP? I would recommend the studio audience. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Yeah. I, I've, I've used the light. That's not it. That's not it. That's not Okay. JP, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use your lifeline. All right. I don't have much of it left, so uh, I'm glad that you're going for it. Um, I would say um, the Gold Club. <laughs> so, so it God, wasn't. I hope that's right. It wasn't in the city. It w- so that's why I was asking. It was. It was in the South Bay. I know it's the <laughs> goose something. You know? Kevin and Dave are going to fight over the microphone. Now, Dave, before you give the answer, get, yeah. I'd like to see if someone in the audience knows it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anybody First of know? all, assuming that I'm wrong. Well, Bruce, you guys don't get to answer. You know. That's not fair. That's not Anybody fair. else? All right. You want to see if Bruce is, is, is right? You want to see if he Bruce, knows it? Bruce, shall we see if you're right? Oh, is Mark? The Oasis. The Oasis in the South Bay. No, and the peninsula. On the peninsula. Yes. The Oasis. There you go. Round didn't of applause say the Oasis, my friend. Round of applause for all our contestants. <laughs> Colin, thanks. Kevin, thank you. Well done. Dave, our, uh, our game show uh, judge. My pleasure. Yeah. All right. We need you around we'll more often. again. <laughs> all right. Good job, everybody. Hey, don't forget, you can get your homebrewing software at beersmith.com. Free 21-day trial. You can make all the recipes that you need over at beersmith.com. They're good friends of ours. I want to thank the Anchor Brewing Company for hosting us tonight. What a great time. You know, uh, Mark and, and Mike and Bruce have been trying to make this happen for four years, and I'm so glad that they did. And I just want to thank the folks that are here at, at Anchor that actually made it finally uh, happen today for us. So you guys have just been wonderful hosting us, and thanks for reaching out and, and, and putting our feet to the fire and making us come out here. What a great time uh, that we've had. Uh, thanks to our listeners for uh, coming out and enjoying Anchor's hospitality with us. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Thank you very much. This is uh, most definitely a a high point in my career to sit in this room and do this. You guys are great people, and you're making wonderful beer, and I can't wait to see what you keep doing in the future, uh, both at this location and the new location. Uh, We are on your side to to help you get the word out and and just watch you do this thing that you do so well. So thanks for having us. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, with that, I think we're about out of here, JP. Yeah, we have Twitter game. Do our Twitter game? Yeah. What was our Twitter game tonight? Uh, well, I wanted to know who, which brewcaster would get blackballed from the Anchor Brewery. Ah, uh, that's right. Tonight. Shenanigans. Because especially out off the air, we'll probably go at the, beer, uh, at the bar, hang out a little bit. I do see that Doc is missing already, so the factual answer might be Doc. It might actually be uh, already happening. Right. Uh, all right, what were some of the answers? Uh, here we go. We actually had a, a, a lot of them, and, and some of them pretty good. Um, Sugar Valley Brewer, of course, said the first time, to- uh, he said, Doc, the first time they caught him taking a leak in the mash tun was bad, but the second time, that was it. Yeah, okay, that's right. fair. Uh, then he says, it's uh, Nathan Homebrew for trying to play brain oil in the open fermenter room. <laughs> <laughs> trying to grind those yeast into shape, man. Uh, Conrad B. says uh, it would be Doc for trying to convince everyone to do lines of pale rail during the break. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah. I think Doc would probably get that syrup, dry it, add, r- dry it into a powder, 
and then just take pills of it. <laughs> uh, Myron Arquinez says, uh, you and I, Jay, for trying to act like pirates and sword fighting over the cool ships. I like this one. That's pretty good, right? That's very likely to happen. Right. Uh, Louis Bring says it would be uh, our very own Tasty McDole for getting a handy in the yeast propagating room, effectively mutating 50 years of direct pitching. Ah! Wow. Yeah. Tegan, what did I tell you? It was, gonna, it was bound to get out of hand in here. <laughs> what are you going to do? You leave the internet open for, uh, you know, jokes, and this is what happens. Uh, Justin81, very important name, says uh, it would be Beardy. Beardy would be blackballed for dragging his dirty beard through the fermenter to steal yeast. Oh, yeah. I think I saw him doing that. Yeah. I, actually, he didn't say dirty beard. I just, ma- I just you said added dirty that. beard. Yeah. That's fair. Um, our very own Pete Dink says Jay Goodwin for dumping Brett in. Oh. He's a, br- he's a brewcaster now, I imagine. Uh, Vincent Becker says uh, Terrence the Black. Oh, already blackballed. <laughs> That's racist. It is. Uh, but also probably authentic. Yes. Uh, Jeff Greer says uh, JP because uh, he wouldn't care if they get acquired by Dogfish Adams. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of get it. Uh, Chris Rogers says, well, it can't be Beardy because you left him at the hop grenade but told him he was at Anchor. <laughs> Welcome to Anchor. Uh, Beardy can't see for those of you who. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, you're at Anchor. Just, you don't have to go very far. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Blind. Uh, Jim Farrier says uh, JP is out after he tries to put poison in all the hoppy beers in an attempt to rid the world of IPA drinkers. I would do it, too. Yeah. Uh, Brian Baumgart says it'll be Doc after he tries to swim laps in one of the open fermenters. They are so perfect for his size. Okay. Yeah. True. They're like Olympic-sized swimming pools to Doc. <laughs> They're like three feet deep, or whatever. Super shallow. <coughs> I could touch the deep end. Good job, Doc. <laughs> um, Christopher Class says Tasty will taste a new prototype blueberry beer, turn blue, and though he won't expand, he'll be rowed out nonetheless. Like a little... Um, Willy Wonka throwback. Yeah. And then last but probably least, Team Ollie says, clearly Justin, after seeing the BN bar tab, he argues the steam beer's advertised price is 10 cents. <laughs> How can the bill be $250? Good call. Read the sign. Yeah. Good call. All right. So my favorites are... There were a lot. Um, my favorites are Doc doing lines of pale malt. <laughs> pale <laughs> rail. Pale rail. Yeah. Yeah. Which was probably like Anchor in the 80s. Like it was just, you know, it was great beer and rails all the way down <laughs> right. the bar. Any brewery open. Never mind. Every right. idea seemed great. I like Beardy's beard being dragged across the fermenter to steal yeast. To steal yeast. I feel yeah. like that's highly accurate. <laughs> I feel like it is as well. I like Tasty tainting the whole yeast room Gross. with whatever it is was happening. <laughs> yeah. Handies. Those are my three favorites. Uh, I personally, uh, I lolled. Yeah. I didn't even ha. I lolled. Okay, yeah. Um, That's at, different. Uh, us leaving Beardy at the hop grenade, and but telling him he was indeed at anchor. Okay. Maybe driving around the block like 500 times, yes. and then that was it. That's just mean. It is mean. All right, I'll give it to that one. Is that our winner? Sure. That's uh, Songful Chris, everybody. Yeah. There we go. Songful Chris, send Bevo an email, Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, and she will give you uh, some sort of prize for your wonderful <laughs> poetry. 
Yes. That you tweeted in to us. You did it. All right, uh, JP, do you have closing remarks for us? Uh, I do not. No. I, we generally don't do that at, at uh, remote, so I didn't prepare. That's all right. No worries. I will do it. Uh, there's not a whole lot to do anyway. Uh, once again, thanks to everybody here at Anchor. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, thanks specifically to Tegan, who's standing right out there. She's the one who sort of made this happen for nice. us. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see her a moment ago. but. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Nicole better watch out. We're going to have a cheerleaders of the BN calendar. It's It's just going to be her. Yes. And beer pal. Thank you to our Jack (laughs) Russell Terrier, Nicole Ernie, for uh, riling up the crowd for us this evening. She's going to fall. uh, We hope to be back here again sometime soon. Uh, In the meantime, come see us at the Hop Grenade where we do all our live shows out in Concord. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Sky and winning the race, JP does great as his charity.